Welcome back, everybody, to Phil's Recap and Review, Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 8, No One. And here's the post-episode recap and review, and we're here to talk about this episode. This is going to be an interesting one to talk about. I have a feeling we're going to be split down the middle. Some people looking into the live chat really like this episode. Some people are on the fence on it. We're going to get all into that, and I'll tell you all what I thought and what. Also, Joe, Dirty Locks, and Katie Crow, who are with me tonight, we'll talk about this episode. We got Joe and Katie with us tonight. And of course, of course, we have the motherfucking chat. I see all the awesome motherfuckers all talking about the episode already, talking about through the episode. This episode leaked a little bit earlier in the day, so there were some people that knew what was going to happen ahead of time. We also are in the live Discord group. I will be in the spoilers group, but if you really want to get a comment at me in there, just uh, direct message me. You can also email at igotissuesman at gmail.com. I will try to check that out. Or we also have a telephone call-in number, and that number is, let me look, I, I keep having to look at it, 914-205-5689. Again, that's 914-205-5689, and we'll be taking calls later in the evening, but... Let's get right into this, because the, because there was a lot of stuff in this episode. Now, I'm going to give my quick thoughts, and I'll bring Joe and Katie in this. Basically, ultimately, I thought this, this episode was so mixed for me. Some elements of it I really, really liked, and some elements of it had me rolling my eyes a little bit. I thought the dialogue in general in this episode was really excellent. I love some of the Hound's one-liners, uh, or just the back, back and forth. I love how things played out in some ways, in the, but certain things just really kind of got to me a little bit. One of the things that got to me is the blackfish dying off screen. And then the whole thing with the waif wouldn't have bothered me as much if they didn't use the same device twice in the episode. That kind of bothered me. They they didn't, they had the blackfish die off screen and then they had the waif die off screen. And it was, they could have given us one of those two situations. But I do also do like that they progress stories in this. Whether I like how they did it or not, they progressed the Arya story. She's on her way back to Westeros. We had one of the best one-liners of the whole episode. We finished off the Tully thing so we can kind of wipe our hands with that and don't have to go in that. We can just all direct this up for Bastard Bowl. But I don't know. There was some stuff in this episode that I wasn't completely feeling, some stuff I really was feeling. Joe, Katie, what did you guys think of this episode? I liked it. I loved it. Thought it was great. Great. Uh, I I knew there was going to be some hound lines there. Uh, prefer chicken, maybe. Yeah, yeah that was a good that line. One of those lines that, that was, you like there. That was a good line. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it really did move a lot of things along, and I absolutely agree with you that uh, I felt gypped by not having the blackfish's death on screen, which of course know. leads me to think like they sent. He's not dead. He's not dead. Right, they sent a couple of of uh, Tully soldiers to go find him. Like he's in a uh, he's in a fray prison cell right now because I th I think the hint to that, at least why I'm thinking that, is they we someone gets says to Jamie at one point in the episode the Freys really want the Blackfish. They really want him. So I think because this is one of those things where people go, oh yeah, you say Stannis is dead, but the, I just think the way that they said it, yes, he's dead. I don't know. I just think he's rotting in a Frey prison, and we're gonna see him maybe later in the season when we see Walda again. Yeah. I'd like to hold out hope that he's still alive only because we didn't see it on screen, but I also have the feeling that he is dead and they might be doing that, you know, just to push the point that people die off screen. Mm. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. Katie, what did you think but, of the uh, episode? Uh, it was a very mixed bag for me. There were good points and there were some points where I just didn't I wanted more. I needed more. 
like showing us stuff. They didn't even show us when Franken Mountain ripped that dude's face off. <laughs> like show us something. B- Bill says, "Really, Phil? Do you think Beth's alive too? Can you fucking idiot? No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I might know. I'm a fuck. Give me a break. I'm a fucking idiot. But I, I don't know. There's something about the way they were talking about the Blackfish that I, that I think out of all these characters, are like, is he alive or is he dead? I, I, I just have a feeling that he might end up being alive and in chains somewhere in a in a cell." Yeah, it's possible, but I could be. I'm not thinking it's gonna happen. I don't think he would have allowed himself to be taken prisoner if he had any say in it. Right. And how many secret passages out of the castle are there too? To like, here's one secret passage for you, Brienne, but I'm not taking it. I'm gonna go take a different one. Uh, So that doesn't really play out. So I kind of feel like he is dead. Yeah. People are saying you're giving the writers too much credit, Phil. Varys is going into Dorne, confirmed more bad pussy. I also think Varys is going into Dorne. So let's hit a couple of the uh, couple of the top ones. Oh, what really important thing that we did get in this episode? We got a bumhole. All of our talk and our silly talk, our good friend Devin uh, in the side bumhole. We actually they were listening to us and put bumhole in the episode. So we get uh one of the dudes at the hound chops up is like trying to stick. I'm trying to stick my finger in your bumhole. Oh yeah, it smells like pussy. Though. Smells like pussy though. Yeah. Uh, like pussy. Mm. Yes, really smells like really bad pussy, says Paul in the chat. Also, gotta say a huge thanks to Lady Squeeze in the chat right now. She's doing some straw pulls. We have again the live motherfucking chat. You guys are unfucking believable. We got Carmine from Red Team Review that's in there. Freaking awesome. Uh, and I know some of you guys are also watching some E3 coverage of some new games and stuff. Feel free to post that stuff in the live chat too. Joe and I read the live chat afterwards, and we love to hear all about that. So something about uh Skyrim. I heard there was some Mass Effect talk earlier today. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. No, not going to get wrapped up in that stuff too much. Okay, so so also in this episode, we get Beric Dondarrion and the Hound back. I mean, and Thoris of Mir back, which to, which to me, unfortunately for some of the people, I think this was equaling there's going to be no Lady Stoneheart on the show yeah. because Beric is alive, and I think the Hound is ultimately going to kind of be taking some of her place and some of the things that she did with them. And I thought it was very interesting that Beric knew about the the white walkers i mean did he find out through it through thoros through the red red god net <laughs> they sent it out once once uh some well mormont had sent out a bunch of things to a bunch of houses a bunch of notes when mm. the first white showed up and they sent the hand down to king's landing um there was a, a lot of things that, i think the hand might have rotted before it got there though but <laughs> rumors have trickled down wildlings are running into the uh southern land at this point yeah. everybody knows that john brought all the wildlings south so i mean and why did he do that oh they say there's you know dead people coming or something weird the dead the dead are coming the dead have risen the dead have fucking risen I'm you know, just... zombie apocalypse and all <laughs> don't worry about it nah not real neither are giants no, no giants are real. No, no snort. They're just snorks and crap and shit. <laughs> Snarks and uh, the shitheads and assholes that are all around. What, what, what did he say? It's fucking... Okay. I, I can't remember. I was trying hard yeah. right now, too. Yeah, well, you're trying hard, Glumpkins? Yeah, Glumpkins. People can tell us in the live chat very, very, very quick. Uh, fucking so much, so much great stuff. Snar- snarks and, and uh, Grumpkins. Thank you, Grumpkins, everybody. Yeah. They, I love you guys in the live chat. You guys in the live chat are the fucking best. Because we're, we're, fla- we're two flailing hippies up here. And, uh, and you guys, you snarks guys. And 
you guys step it up for us. Thank you so much for, for make, making us smarter, dude. We appreciate it as our Boston accents come back in. So, every, okay, so what else happened? Uh, we got Rest in Peace Lady Crane, Frazier's wife. Uh, the blues are coming, which was very very sad to see the way she went. I feel like they they definitely turned the way, I think they, what's the word? They Marin fucking trented the waif a little bit. She was always kind of got off on our on beating up Aya, Aria, whatever. And she liked doing that shit to her, but they yeah. took it to another level. People were saying this in the chat, and I was thinking I wrote it in my notes too. Two, two or three times in this episode, we almost got straight up Game of Thrones music style Terminator music. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. That's exactly what I was thinking. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, and she's walking like or Jason Voorhees at times. She's just like Oh my the last like con two corner she walked around. Those are like Arya was already in her little hole at that point, purposefully leaving blood trails for her. Yeah. And another thing they didn't show us. The epic waif versus Arya battle. Yeah, but that, how were we expected to see it when it's posted? Like neither one oh, of they, them are supposed mm, to see Joe, it. Joe, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Joe. Joe, you can go fuck <laughs> yourself right to hell, dude. Because she, thank you. Because ultimately, the problem with not seeing that is she's got her ass kicked almost every time, but one from the wave. So I want to see how she she ultimately wins overcomes yeah. the wave in that situation right. is it just the and power the door was still of open and it was still light outside for light to come in the room still so there still would have been a little light yeah i wanted so it to have been a pitch black fight it's kind of strange i wanted to say it's it's just one what, candle in the room this show generates too much money to do off-screen deaths when it really comes yes. down to it. I don't mean to be like, you know, guy, I'm, I'm, I like this episode. I don't know. It's just certain things like that piss me up. Just show us. Show us the fucking fight. Do, do you not want to choreograph it? Do you not want to get mm. into it? I just want, I wanted to see that fight. I thought it would have been interesting yes. to see how she ended up eventually get the better of the wave. I know she was leading her into a trap, but there was so much cool fan theory stuff yes. going on over this week. For whatever it's worth, whether we love what happened with the Arya situation or not, I gotta say, over the week, hearing everybody's creative thoughts about all the possibilities for her, that, that was one of the most fun in-between week things we've had mm -hmm. all season, hearing just everyone babble about that. And ultimately, as we were kind of talking about in the feedback show, it was not what we were, we were, you know, we were building it up and it ended up just being something that she was stupid. She was walking down the street like a fucking idiot, got stabbed in the belly that many times that someone mm -hmm. could just sew up easily and then she could jump out a window, land on her feet easy, and- Oh, jump off that bridge. It was a little, I don't know. Even, Rolled I'm watching it with Stephanie and even fingers. she's like, uh, I don't know about this. She just landed on her feet like that. And like the wave's supposed to be ninja assassin and she's terminatoring down the road and just like walking dun, with the music. Dun, 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 dun. It's, I don't know. I, I enjoyed watching it. I was visually titillated by it. But, my, but some parts of my mind that were thinking about the things Arya could have done or... Yeah. Or how she was setting her up. She, did she just get lucky in that moment? And and it was the dark, so she didn't know that she slipped needle. I just wanted to see how it concluded. I'm sorry. Sorry for the fucking rant. But it was just very, as Carmine said it in the chat, just very anticlimactic. Yes. When it was a good buildup. And then it's suddenly, here we go, guys. Guys, it's over. 
Wait, let me shut off the lights. It's 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 over. It's over, guys. Go wait, wait. Here it is. I still see yeah. you. Oh yeah, you still see me. Show's over. I, I can't do it. It's too it's too dark. It's not dark. Wait, there we go. There we go. It's over. Podcast is over, guys. You don't know you don't know how it ends. We did no calls. You don't get there with the callers thing or anything. Sorry, that that was a live prop situation that didn't work out because this room didn't get dark enough. There's too many lights. Not dark enough at all. It's not dark enough at all. Well, that's the point. It's daytime there, too. She couldn't have gotten it pitch black that quickly. All right, the door was still open, and it was only one candle fucking light in that room to begin with. No, the wave did close the door. Did she? Yeah, she did. She did. did. They they covered their bases on that one, guys. Okay. So, I mean, ultimately, it was... I missed that. I like the lead-up. Sealed door. Yeah. (laughs) I like the lead-up. I like the chase. They just... This season has been so good for me in a lot of ways, but it's also Mm -hmm. the season of... Some people could call it fan service stuff, but it's also a season of some blue balls. They're really Very knowing how to so, give yes. the blue balls this season and doing some mm-hmm. stuff like that off screen. I don't know. It, 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 I need to be titillated a little bit. Well, so many instances in one episode. At least give us one of these things. Yeah. Touch me in the right place, Not Katie. Okay. Just touch me once. Just touch me once. Not you, Katie. Sorry, Joe. Just touch me oh, I know you want me to touch you once. I all, uh, Joe. I want you to touch me more than once, but that's a story yeah. for a different day. So, uh, so also, can we all just say a giant fuck you for Tommen for killing Clegane Bowl? Fuck you, Tommen. You fucking oh, little oh, spineless little bitch. Joy. You make me look at Cersei as my hero in a situation. You make me root for fucking Cersei. Fuck you in the fucking little I, bitch sparrow you rode in on. You fucking make me root for Cersei, bitch. I was missing Joffrey, dude. What? Oh, fuck, dude! Fucking Tommen, he, he did the wave thing. He stuck it and just turned the knife and said, "You guys want Kill Game Ball? Fuck you, Cersei! What a little bitch! Fuck yeah. him!" Joe, you need to teach me how to kiss. You, you, you need to, you need to show me how to uh, <laughs> how to how to find the poke in the side butthole. I don't know. Yeah, that's dangerous. It's just fuck you. Coming right over. <laughs> see, you, see you after the show, Joe. But seriously, Tom and you fucking little bitch. You basically write a speech that uh, fucking uh, the the high sparrow is your speech writer. You you was saying the high sparrows is sparrows word sparrows is high sparrows words, and oh, yeah. almost verbatim as as he told him. Such a puppet, Katie. And you know that it, not that there's anything wrong. Good, with yeah, it, not that there's anything wrong with too. that. What was the that, Joe? Faith. And the crown are the two pillars that hold up the world. Faith comes first. No. Your ass comes first. What the fuck? Uh, f- uh, oh. Question. Now, uh, what did the faith want with, with two Cer- pillars? Uh, quick question from the <laughs> chat. Ooh, ooh, yeah, okay. Ooh. Uh, the Panther from from the from our buddy Panther in the Discord group. Question. What did the faith oh, yeah. want with Cersei? They want oh. to kill her and embarrass her and oh, yeah. and probably spectacle. Spectacle. I think they want to execute her. Executor, bogus dude. I think that's what they want to do. Death, fucking chickens, fucking chickens. Everyone in the live chat, you guys are fucking amazing. I, I, my money's on chickens are good. I love them in my cunt mouth. Fuck, fuck. My money is on Sweet Robin. He'd kick the shit out of. Oh, we have the Tommen versus Sweet Robin, Robin fight (laughs) going on in the fight. Oh, dude. Bitch slaps back and forth. Hair pulling. Craig, Craig, the Joker said. Execute Order 66. There was some sort of, uh, not, not to uh, parasail over, when the Lannisters were marching into River Run, there was definitely a 
a a empire and Star Wars kind of feel of uh, the Lannister soldiers dun, 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 mm-hmm. marching through the streets and stuff. Yeah, I, the stormtroopers. What is this rumor Cersei was talking about? We'll get into it. I'm pretty sure she's make, ma- making mention of the wildfire that she, she asked him to check that's about. That's what I thought too, but I wasn't sure. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what they were talking about. Okay, so so yeah, so fuck Tom, and we'll get into Tom in a little bit later. He can go fucking eat a dick, um, or eat an ass, or a rock, or preferably a rock. Whatever would be most unpleasant for, for him. him. Yes, exactly, Katie. Whatever would be most unpleasant for Tom and to eat. I hope he eats that. Like that stuff. I do. That's what I was saying. Some people. So that's why I was correcting myself. That's why I was saying yeah, a rock. Yeah. Throw, throw it in his ass. Not not all. Okay, so the Aria, the Aria fucking fan theories were fun, but it ended up being simple. Maybe a little bit of bad writing. We had Jamie and the Blackfish situation. Brian and Jamie were, I thought, really excellent. I oh. love their conversation. Oh. That was to me oh. the highlight. I I liked that a lot. Um, so good and so sad. Yep. Oh, I don't know if Joe. Jo, do you have a look on your face like that because you disagree or you're getting sad and emotional because of the moment? Eh. Eh. Okay, well, fuck Jamie. Fuck Jamie. Fuck Jamie. Fuck Jamie. Yeah. Tonight was a big like. If Joe wanted more fuel to fuck Jamie, to fuck wait, mm-hmm. to fuck Jamie. It- I, I'll give. I'll give him this. I'll give him this. Um, for all he said, he was pretty honest in everything that came out of his mouth. Really. Yeah, uh, I think he meant it. Um, and but... and when it comes down to it, he took back that castle and not a drop of bloodshed. Okay, with the exception of the blackfish who basically decides to kill himself. Yeah, he ga- he, like, apparently, he, he right? gave himself up there, yeah. So, and and even lets Brian go in and try to settle it peacefully and lets Brian leave when she sees her leaving. Mm-hmm. After Brian says, you know, we're gonna have to fight and if this shit don't go right. All right. So like and there was the a sword. lot of there was a lot of things that uh that for, for, for what it's worth, he did really well and those little droplets of yeah, blood that but, Cersei hasn't poisoned out of him. Right. I mean, that could have ended with lots of bloodshed and, and years-long sieges and everything, and he did his best to, to do it without having to drop any blood. And, you know, and, and when I say that, I think he was being extremely honest and there was no no lies coming out of his mouth. Yep. Yes, I believe he would have put that fucking Ed Muir's fucking baby in a catapult yep. and launched it at the fucking walls. Yep. I don't because wanna... Jamie is a sadistic son of a bitch and there's not a drop of fucking good. Fuck you. No, no. Fuck you. He, there is a drop of good in him. But unfortunately, Joe, th- this goes to a point that I want to avoid because I don't want to be this person that goes, hey, you fucking me, you name me. But ultimately, because... Be, because... Like, I was watching this tonight, and I'm watching, and I'm feeling for Jamie. And I'm a Jamie splainer. You know, I, I love Jamie. He's one of my favorite characters. But the fact that he's still, like, he can do all this good shit, but he's talking about Cersei in such yeah. a loving way, and he's doing it all for Cersei, that makes me sad. That makes me sad that yeah. he still hasn't got it. And I don't want to talk about other things mm-hmm. that might tell Jamie's story a little differently. But, like, ultimately, I would hope by this point, if he's really on this redemption arc and we're supposed to believe that he's turning into this good person, making better decisions, the first better decision he needs to make for his fucking life is to tell that crazy fucking hoo-ha to go the fuck off. She's bad for him. Bad, 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 bad. I I just disagree in the point that I think he totally gets it at this point, and he just says, fuck it. I've done all I'm this all evil shit thus far. The kingdom is in chaos. All this crap is happening. She's all I have left. Fair enough, Katie. And I'm Fair clinging enough, Katie. to it 
hell, high water, evil deeds, whatever. What I'm hoping happens is ultimately that he makes it back to King's Landing in time for her trial. And he hears everything that she's done at the trial to the point where he's just like, fuck this. Where Lancel testifies and says, yeah, she seduced me when Jamie was away and yada, yada, yada. And that Jamie. He won't care. You don't think he'll care? Nope. He has chosen with full knowledge of who and what she is. He has chosen her. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Well, we even repeats the line too that he says before, like right after he throws Bran out the window, the things I'll do for love or will do for love. Mm. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. He, he echoes that sentiment. I know. Ever someone said Phil, Phil, Phil rants all over the place. So yeah, I'm in a ranty mood tonight. I got, I got a pain in my ass, and I can't not fucking rant, Joe. I'm jumping stop out of my seat. Stop learning how to kiss, dude. Stop, yeah. Yeah. stop taking dude, those I'm kisses. Sorry, I'm now. sorry. You know, if you guys knew in real life situations, show and I deal with today. It's been a fun day for both of us. Hell yeah, lots of pains in our asses today. So here we go. Let's continue. Uh, the Jamie and the Blackfish situation, really awesome stuff. The Blackfish dying off screen kind of sucked. Would like to see it. Varys leaving when Danny comes back. What is this like? What, is Varys and Danny the same person and we don't really know it? Can they not be in the same place at the same time? I think ultimately, Varys. It's really serial for real. <laughs> it's really serial for real. I think ultimately the reason why they can't have them on screen together is. is I don't know. I mean, I think maybe he leads her to some end game situation that it, if they put them on screen t at the same time conversations will happen things will happen that will bring us further down than they want to do it so they're putting it off until later in the story when they meet up with each other that's just a lot of i'm putting some tinfoil they on there they, they haven't had a single scene on, on. no no every time that she's she left he came back he he got kid because he he Tyrion went over to essos with with varus they got separated went with jorah they eventually met up with Danny. When Danny left, Varys showed up, and now that Danny's coming back, Varys is going. Uh, where I think too, and I think a lot of people in the chat said this as well. My belief is he's going to Dorne to try to get mm -hmm. House Martell and the Sand Shits on his side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where I think uh, Varys is on his way to. Very yeah. emotional scene with Varys. And, <laughs> emotional. Very strong scene with Tyrion and and Varys. Uh, one of my favorite of their interactions. I like how he was calling him Varys. I like how Tyrion was looking at him as his good luck charm, and he knows how important he is. But mm -hmm. I also like the fact that we're gonna, we might see Varys pop up in some other locations as well. So it'll be really fun to see that. Oh, yeah, we're going to see lots of Varys on his secret mission. Yep. I hope I we hope get to so. see more of that in the next two episodes, but time will tell. Time, yeah, only, only, only time will tell. So here we go. We got pending. Yeah, I, I accept you. You are a friend. Ex message me all you want. But you didn't cry with Brandon and Jamie. I didn't cry with Brandon and Jamie. I got emotional and like intense, but it didn't quite mm -hmm. drive me to Hodor levels at this at this point in the episode. I was I was a little uh I'm not gonna say I was unemotionally attached to situations in this episode but i was more paying attention and kind of into it I, I didn't get as up and down emotionally as i as i thought i would have in some of those sections jamie and jamie and bram was the closest part for me i, I have a, i have a cool i have the horn the horn of winter in my heart today so uh so king's <laughs> king's landing no trial by combat for cersei and the mountain kills only one dude and uh tom gives a speech to sound like a douche fucker were you 
Were you at all? I, I mean, I like to get. I like that we got to see the mountain do something in this episode and really attack and and go crazy. Also, we heard some yeah. Terminator music with him as well. Do you feel like? Okay, we talk about this a lot in some movies or some television shows, or more with the fight when. When why only have one guy attack the mountain in that situation? Yeah. You had one guy walk up and throw an axe sure. into him. Why don't you all of you submerge, submerge, engage the mountain at the same time yeah. and try to get yeah. him on the ground and start bashing him? It was like one axe. Okay, he took one axe to armor. He's wearing armor. And oh no, it it was it wasn't it went, an axe. It was uh, four points spiky. on it. Oh, it was, it was a four points. Spiky spike. points. It was like a, a hammer on. And it went through the. And it went through the armor. And it did. And yeah. when you it see did. him later too, you see the four holes in the armor that went straight through. And those spikes were good. Six but still, inches, Joe, if you were leading those, to swarm him. Yeah, Joe, if you were right. Lancel in that situation, don't you swarm that fucker? Do you send uh -huh. one attempt? It was very staged. In well, that my way. question too is why the fuck did the mountain stop? Why didn't yeah. he? He had no command to stop. He had already been attacked. She chose violence. He ripped one fucking skull off. Why didn't he advance on the five cowering fucking bastards in the corner yeah. and rip their fucking heads off I too? I was expecting wings to Lots be torn of blood. Off. People in Lots the of Smash come on. the sparrows, Frankenstein. Right. I wanted feathers to fly. Oh, someone's like a pillow fight with co-eds. <laughs> Great dorm. Whoa. Whoa, yeah, Joe. I like where your head. Is. I like where your head is at. Going into the live chat, RJ says trial by sex with. <laughs> we need trial by sex now that trial by combat's gone. Curly Essence says because they know they're gonna die. <sighs> How funny watching the one guy try to pry his weapon out of the mountain's armor. Immaculate knowledge because they didn't want to die. It's that simple. Yeah, they're in Lady Squeeze said they're pussies and they ran away. Did anyone else like dislike Braun after seeing him with Pod? We'll get again into the Braun and Pod scene no! a little bit later. I like uh, I like I like I mean he's kind of a bully, but he's big brother bully. Oh wow! I just saw the check. You said this last time, Carmine, but I see you got the check mark. Very fucking fine, motherfucker. Way to go! Uh, this was a episode of cock teases. Very great, great point. Yes, give me those Joe rants, says Lady Brown. Trial by seven, Carmine. I agree. Joe, he didn't have to, but he would have if he had to. If he had to, the mountain river run was frustrating. They turned the blackfish, uh, turned on the blackfish when Edmere came on the gate, but not the blackfish. Uh, said cut his fucking throat. Uh, Braun, Braun the fucking hound, best characters. You oh thank you Carbi. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Pod's magic fucking dick. Yeah, we we actually get uh talked about reference, yeah. Reference Pod's so magic they're dick. All friends. He was he was fucking with them, but they're all friends. Yep. Yeah, so, and he was teaching him in his rough way. He wasn't he wasn't doing anything to actually hurt Pod. Now, he was teaching him how to fight. Now speaking of a rough way, if you're doing a trial by sex, who is your who who is your champion? Podrick Payne? Is there a greater champion for trial by sex than Podrick Payne in all of Westeros? But what? How does this trial by sex? Uh, I don't know, Joe. Go with it. I, I, choose, I, I fight my own battles. Okay, me. Joe fights his own battles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. The Viper, Tyrion would also be very good picks in the trial by sex. It would be, uh, it'd be great. It'd be good times. Roz, Roz would be a great, great pick for the trial by sex. Okay, so. <laughs> fucking a here we go oh hell yeah awesome stuff carmen hound penis anyone yes i have to freeze oh, yeah, my... yeah yeah marjorie tyrell i think would be a better pick 
as your champion. Oh yes, good. Oh, Lena. Uh, I would not mind that champion. Oh, Lena Katie. Oh wow, old Roz. Old. She knows. Choose Roz. Oh, Lena yeah. would fucking smash. I choose everyone. I choose House of Baelish. Now it sounds like we're just doing the Pokemon thing. House of Baelish. I choose you. Okay, yeah, you know, you know his brothel. <laughs> so I choose his old brothel as my champion. Oh, Before we get into our recap here, let's take a couple of phone calls and then we'll get into our recap and take some more later in the show. So here we go. You're getting ready to go into the phone lines. First up is area code 985. Here you go, 985. Well, you are on. What's going on tonight? Ooh, yay. First call. That's a first for me. <laughs> Welcome to the show. What would you, you think of this episode? This is a, a mixed feeling episode, mainly because that cock tease that was Lady Stoneheart upset <laughs> me. Uh, but I actually want to ask about the uh, the situation in Marine. Of do you think Danny? I'm about to say some stuff that a lot of people are not going to like me for the little Danny fans. But do you think she's actually going to have the intelligent thought that she hasn't had in the past few seasons? Mm. That hey, these guys just brought these ships out here. Guess what I need? Ships? Or is she just going to have Drogon burn them all? Or maybe are we going to get the Dr- Greyjoys coming in with those thug life glasses and that's my saving uh, the day for everyone? Yeah. Great, yeah. great call, my friend. And uh, first of all, we don't hold anything against anybody in this show. We're, we all have our different Game of Thrones opinions. And some people love episodes, some people hate up, some people love Danny, some people hate. We bring it all. We want to hear all tinfoil bullshit. We want to hear all fucking your, your hate, bring it. But to answer your question, do I think Danny's smart enough to make a different decision? No, she's going to burn all those motherfucking masters. But Joe, I think the, I think the uh, Ironborn are going to show up and, and, and just, just in time. And, yeah, and kill them, decimate that fleet. them. And for for what it's worth, I agree with the caller. It was a cock tease. Absolutely. If you're going to have that scene with the mountain and they're by the river and they're, and the band of brothers is fucking oh, hanging hound. people. Yeah. Right, the hound. Sorry, not the mountain. It, why the fuck wouldn't you put Lady Stoneheart there? Well, they almost, like, when he was peeing and they gave this, like, point of view from his Whipping his cock around? Cock- no, just down at the river. Almost like something should be floating by or it was it was just very strange <laughs> no it was just a like very close up momentary view of the river flowing yeah but that, we've been told that that's been years Edmure has been in that prison for years yeah. now so well that's why i i felt like it was just kind of a in your face you're not getting it right kind of little thing it just struck me i just don't understand why they didn't give it to us and like, the hound was peeing on our so chances bad. of getting yeah. lady stone Gimme cock, Joe. <laughs> gimme, co- gimme cock, Joe. 2016. And fucking, we got, we got that all in the fucking chat. Shots fucking fired. They gave us more cock. They did. I, I saw something whipping around, whether it was prophylactic or uh, not. Why did Prophy- da- Why did Danny let Drogon fly away? I don't think she has any oh, control somewhere. over what the fuck Danny fucking a prop. Danny can fucking do. Trial by orgasm. Uh, next the I. The next the next episode or next couple probably in episode ten the Ironborn show up. Uh, try, try by order. I get lost. Uh, fucking funny stuff going on in the live chat right now. Uh, Nick, yeah, Nick said we we bring we entertain all thoughts, all beliefs, all stuff. But if anybody is a Tommen fan, yeah, that 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 that's where we draw the line. That's that's where we draw the line, Tommen fans. So this is area code five. Except, I mean, couple. First of all, with except unless you're talking about Sir Pounce, like him and Sir Pounce, they were that that was a good couple. 
You oh, should... Sir Pounce is awesome. Yeah, Sir Pounce. There's he nothing. Just made a bad choice in right. uh, Tommen. All right, who wins, Sir Pounce or Ghost? Oh fuck you, dude! Ghost fucking eats him in a bite, dude. <laughs> no shut way. up. Where's the shut the fuck up, Joe? Right there. Wait, wait, Joe. Uh, Joe, I have Sir some. Sir Pounce wins that. Sir Pounce takes that one. Joe, you know what I got? Sir Pounce survived years with Joffrey. Yeah, Joe. You're a talker. How many Starks survived years with Joffrey? It makes me thirsty. Senses. If any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth. I'm gonna have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. Well, we know there are no chickens. <laughs> we, we know there's no chickens today, baby. Oh fuck, fucking great stuff. Sir Pounds partying in the same boat as Gendry. Fucking a. Uh, sweet Robin would wipe the floor with Tommy. We got great, great stuff going on in the live chat tonight. You got, you guys are fucking amazing. Love you guys so fucking much. Okay, so let's take a couple more calls and then we'll get into our recap here. This is area code. Five seven four. Welcome to the show. Five seven four. Hey, it's Lauren. Um, I just had a quick question, and it kind of relates to the books. Um, they left out in season five in the Maggie the Frog prophecy the whole Valencar thing, mm-hmm. the little brother killing Cersei. And I'm wondering if Jamie's obs- seeing obsession with getting back to her is going to end up ultimately leading to her death. I sure to answer your question. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff, Lauren. I think ultimately we can all say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll speak for Joe and Katie Yay. here. I think we hope, right? Yay. Yes. Yes. We're, we're all, I think we're all a fan of all a fan of that. I would ultimately, I always looked at that as hoping and hoping that it was Jamie that ends up killing her and that, to, to that prophecy or something that Jamie can do to, because she ultimately, all in a lot of ways, things Jamie's done in his life, all the bad stuff that Cersei's done, manipulated a good man like Jamie and manipulated him, showed him the wrong <laughs> way. So many bad things in life. A great man, an honorable man like Jamie Lannister, Joe, the best of men, Joe. What was honorable? He was at one point an honorable guy, I think. <laughs> And Ramsey. Oh good my guys. goodness. Buddy's Eric still the end. Led astray. <laughs> led, oh, we should have the yeah, Jamie and the Ramsey show. As, uh, as, as Red says, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Jamie is way too into Sh- Cersei for that redemption to like be believable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's at all possible exactly. at this point. It's tough. It is tough. Thank you so much, Lady Squee. Really appreciate that. Uh, all the hard work you're doing in the live chat and all the support you mm. give. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking great, great, great stuff. Oh no, that that does not. Uh, I'm I'm like having a conversation. On, that does not suck. I do not mind. It's fucking great, great stuff. <laughs> Uh, so uh, fucking uh, here we go. King's Landing, where Ancestry.com and eHarmony.com meet. <laughs> Jamie has no arc in this show. It's just like, bleh. Sir Pounce is the only. It pretty, it pretty much is. It pretty much Cersei is. They, they, the moments that his arc starts to like happen, they immediately like put the, like they just, Hi, yeah, they stop. Like, like he they starts to to open up. Like rock. I don't know. Like there's just. They do. They his arc is non-existent mm-hmm. because every time yeah. it starts, every time it starts to rise, they just flatten it. They plateau that shit, and they're like, they halt it right in its tracks. Yep. Don't build up no chorus. Oh, g- fucking yes! Great, great, great guy. Oh, once Jamie learns his love is not pure, he's unadulterated. He'll see her differently. Where are the other two dragons? What are the other two dragons doing? I'm hoping yeah, we're gonna see by. Dude. 
I think episode 10, we got to see all three dragons together. That's going to be. I can't wait to hear Danny yell at, at Tyrion for overstepping his What bound. did you do? You let my kids breathe. How dare you let my treat my kids with respect? You never and do you that. And you reinstated slavery. You asshole little dwarf. I'm going to kill you. Okay, here we go. Area code 989. What's going on, 99? Uh, hey, guys, it's Bill. Hey, Bill, what's um, going on, buddy? I got a, uh, just a couple things real quick. Like, I didn't really think to cock these about Lady Stoneheart when they showed the hangings because the Brotherhood Without Banners hanged people from the start way mm-hmm. before they found Lady Stoneheart. That's how they killed everyone. So I didn't really mm-hmm. see that as a cock tease. Um, the other thing is, like, a lot of people like the whole, the way the show plays with time, tra- like traveling time and stuff. I, I just I don't understand why people get so up in arms about it because it they act like the book doesn't do that. I'm actually rereading book one right now and right after Danny gets married to Cal Drogo, the very next chapter is Ned and Robert having a conversation about her marrying some horse lord. And then later in the book, after Danny gets pregnant, the very next chapter is Robert having his council meeting about her being pregnant and wanting to assassinate him. So it's like it that's how the book does it. They very next chapter everybody knows about it so it's it's not that big a deal like to me i don't get it good stuff bill uh, always love hearing from you bill in the chat one of our one of our favorite callers and stuff like that great great points by bill and i think sometimes people do look at things that they with rose rose color glasses in the past and some some things like that it's been a while since i listened or read to read the book so i will i'll have to go with other people's words for things like that but but uh lady squeeze says i agree caller i agree and uh yeah facts the faxes are coming in and someone in the live chat said something about vince vince gilligan needs to take over the show i would not be against vince gilligan if dan and dave want to stop after 15 episodes they don't have to finish the story they can hire vince to finish it i i don't think he'd do a bad job for whatever that's worth i don't want to go i don't want to go too far down that road but i don't think vince would do a bad job that's all i'm saying i don't think so either that would have been great in his hands yeah i, I wouldn't be against I that been great in his yeah. Hands. yeah i wouldn't be like oh shit don't do that you know don't have don't have vince be on the show okay so uh so here we go here's from one time there would have been a few people i could have put on that list but that list is has and move big movie names too but that list has drastically come down and uh vince is absolutely on it still (laughs) no more no more dumb and dumber uh so so here we go let's take a call from our good buddy jay area code 202 what's going on buddy hey what's up man i want to defend jamie for a second do it do it To me, and by the way, I kind of agree with Katie. I don't think he knows everything about it because I don't think Jamie's in a loop about her banging like every other dude in Westeros. I think he knows about her. You mean mean every other Lannister? Killing a whole bunch of people, like, you know, going after dwarfs simply because they're dwarfs. They say, if you chop off this one head, Whatever, I'm not gonna punish you because I'm trying. I'm trying to discourage people. I think she knows all of that. Where I think he draws the line is, I don't think he knows that she's been banging like every dude in Westeros. But to me, Jamie is a good guy. Even if you take the the um, if you take into account him throwing uh, Bran out of a window, and I can explain this. To Do me, it. It is a, the most selfless act Jamie ever did because it is just like a guy who goes out to with a movie to a girl that he has no interest in seeing just because she wants to see it. He has no interest, but she takes her out because he wants her to be happy. Jamie wanted a crazy bitch to be happy, and at the time to make her happy, he had to throw a kid out a window. People do crazy shit for love all 
time. There Doesn't is make no, right. there is not no denying that. People killed for love. People have have like done any Doesn't kind right. of horrible shit, and it's all been for love. That's all Doesn't Jamie has ever done. Good stuff. Good, right. good stuff. Sorry, your phone was breaking up a little bit, but uh, Joe, do you have a response to our buddy here? There doesn't make it right. Yeah, good people mm. got people. People do bad shit for love, making it that makes it right. No, it doesn't make it right. So he he wanted a crazy bitch to be happy, so he threw a child out the fucking window. Like you got, you're like, come on, that's not that doesn't make it right. That doesn't what <laughs> what just what? Chivalrous? I think you need to rethink your position. Call back again when you have something that you can actually use to defend that wow, position of Joe. protecting Joe. Jamie. Because that doesn't do it. Bad shit done for love is still bad. Good shit done for love is good shit. And trying to make a crazy girl happy by throwing a boy out a window is not good shit. So therefore, ergo... Ipso facto. <laughs> Ipso facto. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, quit while you're ahead, dude. You're 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 some there for I got issues. I got issues. E pluribus, you know. E equals like MC squared, dude. Totally. So, so Bill saw the love don't fit. You must. How could a Wookie be on Endor? Yeah. If 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 a Wookie's from Endor, if Wookies aren't from Endor, you must acquit. Or right. Kashyyyk. It should have been. If Wookiees are from Kashyyyk, uh, you must quit. Okay, Bill Sotheby says, when Jamie makes a threat in the book about the baby and the catapult, he never intended to do it. He was playing on everyone else's perception of him uh -huh. to get River Run without a fight. I think he was going to do it tonight, though. Phil dancing around like a wolf. Thank you. Uh, Joe bringing that, bringing that D&D &D flattering. Uh, I agree with you, Joe. Joe, 100%. 100%. Jamie is a romantic. Believe it or not, he's getting a huge reality check about his love and what love really is. Rugby just... Uh, Justifying murder, justifying murder like a politician. High Sparrow will probably try to take Tom to Marjorie's future kids and make a uh, kid a member of the Sparrows. He had to see Brynn so he could be the, oh, the Hound's Cock is trending on Twitter. Everyone, hashtag the Hound's Cock. Make sure if you share this video later, you uh, share hashtag the Hound's Cock. Let's take this call right here. Uh, what's going on, caller? Can You are on the air. Didn't look Hello? like lipstick. Hello, what's going on? Um, all right. So this is my first time calling in, by the way. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking about Tommen and Cersei. Um, what could possibly make Tommen turn on Cersei like that? And I thought maybe he's afraid or being threatened. And then I thought, could this be linked to that rumor that the little birds uncovered? And I don't, I don't really want to think this could possibly mm -hmm. be happening. But what if the High Sparrow is molesting him? And that is the rumor that they've uncovered, and that's what why he turned on Cersei because he's afraid of being found out. Ooh, very interesting, very interesting theory, and thank you for the call. I think I I, I think your theory is very interesting. Where what I do think it is is maybe it's just a a boy thing. He's a fourteen year old boy. Why he turned on his mother because he wants to get his. It's all about getting Marjorie in bed again. I, I really believe that Tommen is very, very simple in this situation. I think he also wants to be a good Good king. man. Yeah, he he's wants a, to be the antithesis. He wants to be the antithesis of Joffrey. He wants to right. be everything that Joffrey wasn't. And he sees his mother as a reflection of Joffrey in some ways, too. So he's casting, casting her off. Uh, no, he's a weak boy with no identity of his own, and powerful personalities can easily manipulate such children. And he wants to be a pleaser. He wants to Not be to a good adults. king. So it will be easy for those 
predatory personalities to take him. Oh. Yeah, he. I mean, his his one focus essentially is to be a good king. Yes, he wants Marjorie back, but blah blah blah. He just wants to be a good king. He wants to be a good boy. He wants people to like him. He wants to please the powerful personalities around. And him. he's allowing that urge to please people to completely manipulate him. Oh, well, Anna Bananas joining us live. Great to see you live, Anna. Super Mellow Yellow four fucking twenty. Great to see you in the live hey. chat. Tom and will kill them all, motherfucker. Kill them all. He's a Metallica fucking album. Kill them all. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Where to whom the bell tolls? But Danny's gonna ride dragons, but he's gonna. Ride the lightning. Yeah. Oh god. I like where I like where your head's at, Joe. Fucking <laughs> like he is it. from the storm. He's a Bar Baratheon, right? He's from the Stormlands. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. Here we go. Let's take a couple more calls and then we'll get into our recap. Having fun talking to all of you guys. So area code seven one eight. Area code seven one eight. You're on the show. What's going on? Hello. Hey. What's going on? Oh, hey guys. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Um, so I just wanted to say, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is by far the worst episode of the season. Mm -hmm. Like, I, oh. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I feel like they pretty much took every annoying plot and just put them all together into one. It was just too much. It was like an annoying explosion. Like, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I'm sick of Danny. Like, I'm sick of the Danny scenes, and that's a point that I never thought I would get to. But I'm just like... Okay, we get it. At this point, it's like we know you're amazing. That's great, but I feel like the writers are taking advantage of the fact that we care about Danny, so they think they can just throw crumbs at us, and we'll appreciate it. Like this episode, all she did was literally walk into the room with her Danny, you know, music. I'm Danny. Every someone in the chat says they agree with you, but episode one was worse. But some a couple people in the chat agree with you. I did get dragged No, this one, bit. this one, Ooh. if it's not the worst, it's probably a close second. Like, it's, it was horrible. And that, like, unnecessary 10-minute conversation with Terry and Grey Worm and Miss Sunday, was, oh, it was just God. so obvious. Like, we just want Peter Dinklage to be on set, and we want to film him. Like, we like his face or, or whatever. It was just, it was horrible. I never want to yep. see, like, those conversations should be banned. <laughs> like, I get what the writers are trying to do. Like, oh, it's in this awkward look. They're so different together. Ha, ha, ha. But it's like, no, this is actually really awkward and embarrassing yeah. for you guys as, like, writers and as far as, like, comedy goes. Like, this is just, this is actually horrible. Like, it's not, like, yeah. funny, awkward. Somewhere Larry really David is, awkward. somewhere Larry David is dying thinking about writing a Curb Your Enthusiasm skit. And what it's yeah. worth, too, it accumulated, it was three scenes uh, that took place in that in that in, the, in that area and as far as i'm concerned really give us more of the other stuff you are focused on give us more from the riverlands give us exactly. more from uh from give us something from the north mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. leave that for when you get back to more danny shit instead of like peppering this episode with yeah. it taking us out of the other tensions that you've already built us up with because this was really kind of almost mean you could have ended maybe the episode with the with the boats showing up in the launch instead of danny but like take all the rest of that shit out it, it didn't really belong in the episode and it made me feel exactly. a lot like i mentioned this before in one of the episodes other episodes this season when they threw like two aria scenes and i was like i training scenes or the blind fighting scenes and i was like i wish they just kind of didn't give it to us this episode and put it in last one or the next one because it was it was so small it was worthless and it took me out of all the rest of the other yeah. shit because it made me start thinking about oh okay now i'm on this story and that story it was just more of okay great we're still just fucking sitting and 
goddamn fucking marine yeah. telling jokes and drinking drinking wine what really at least they weren't playing i never caller people people are loving you a couple people in the chat said you should start your own youtube channel caller so uh you're getting a lot of love thank you so much for calling in hopefully we'll talk to you again soon have a good night Great call by uh, Eric Code seven one eight. We got uh, let's let's check this out. We got a couple more calls. I'm loving the call so much tonight. We're gonna take a couple more calls before we get into our little recap here. Let's take this call from Area Code six seven eight. What's going on six seven eight? Hi, how are you? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and this is my first time live with you guys. So. It's great to be here. Welcome. Um, my opinion, thank you. Thank you very much. So I felt in this episode, two people needed to die. You know, like, I mean, that, you know, total betrayal. And I guess one is um, Cersei's son. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's just, he's not a survivor. I, I don't see how he could, you know. You know, when you compare him to the, the girl we met last week, the 10-year-old, they were oh, like night and day. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see the the comparison? At, I mean, they're both young, right? But look at how that little girl is able to lead. And then you look at Tom. Yeah. Um, is it Tommen? And you're like, yep. whoa, he, you know. And then the Tali, um, the Tali uh, leader, or that was um, uh, in prison for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I just felt that was ultimate. You know, the the worst sort of betrayal. That, you know, he, number one, I know he was threatened, but someone like that, would they truly give you back your child? And also, if they would, is it worth you betraying your people and almost selling them into slavery? But no. when I look back at his character over the previous episodes, he never did show good judgment. So I wasn't too surprised about that. Yeah. that. That is how I felt about that. I think those are the two things that kind of, got negative emotions out of me and and believe you like for instance Cersei I don't like her but just to <laughs> see her son trust strangers it, I didn't like that yeah it makes you root oh, for Cersei in that yeah. situation it's it's very diff it's very mm -hmm. difficult because she's not a good you know she's not a good person by any shape of the imagination but you see what what Tom what the high sparrow did to Tom and then what Tommen's doing to his own mother can't help but mm -hmm. relate to that and relate to how she's feeling in that situation he needs to die <laughs> he's a television yeah, character he that needs to survive because he's not smart no, he enough to, to survive he he's not able to see and in that sort of world if you can't see you will die yep yes people want to keep me keep you talking because you have a lovely voice people in the chat are loving your voice right now yeah. so, oh, an accent. yeah we love we love the accent and people want to know if my voice gets deeper when a girl calls it does i can't help it i'm like <laughs> i'm like hi how are you I, I can't i can't help myself i'm awful i'm awful but but thank you so much for calling in tonight great call and uh cannot it wait was to a pleasure thank you our pleasure as well have a great night so we're gonna get back into the calls in a little bit uh let's uh let's oh let's ah uh, god I, I i love you guys so much I cannot not take calls. Area code 518. Yeah, Welcome to the show, 518. Hey, this is uh, Charlie from Emergency Awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, dude, high fives. <laughs> high fives, buddy. High fives. Here, You're fucking great. High fives. Yeah, sorry about that. I was just choking. What were your... What uh, my question is, do you think... Do you think the the show should take someone should take over for the show for season seven and eight, considering the showrunners have been making weird decisions lately that almost border on laziness? I, I mean, this episode was filled with cock teasing off screen fights. I would love Vince Gilligan 
but I don't know how he'd do with, like, Dark Fantasy. Who do you think should be in charge of the show for the next two seasons if they decide to change? First of all, I thought you were going to give us your top ten WTFs. I'm really upset. But ultimately, I think <laughs> I think that uh, Vince Gilligan would be my number one pick. I I just – there's certain people I would not want to see do it. Obviously, if you've see, anyone seen how horrible the bastard executioner is, keep Kurt Sutter the fuck away oh. from this. Um, I think Vince oh. is a good person. I think even someone like Martin Scorsese, who helped work on Board Empire. Uh, some of the people. Martin are... Scorsese. You think they could afford his ad? Come on. But you. What are you doing? You get Let's him. Get even Scorsese. He likes to do charity, right? Um, maybe even the guy that did Oz. I forget his his name. The guy that did The Wire. Any of the people in the HBO pipeline. Uh, I, I still think Vince could do it. Uh, that uh, you know he can do dark drama. Um, and as far as dark fantasy, Breaking Bad is a lot of fantasy in there. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of I gotta say that one fantasy. part where the hound gets his cock out, that's definitely going to my top what the, what the fuck moment. Actually, my top really good what the fuck. Moment, if you know what I'm saying? I know what you're <laughs> I saying. Love the the lipstick to me. You love it. Great, great to hear from you, Charlie. You're the fucking, you're the fucking best, dude. I love you. High fives. Big hugs. High fives. High fives, motherfucker. <laughs> fucking uh, Charlie from Emergency Awesome calling in. A, a general, a fucking celebrity calling in. Fucking hey, man. Amazing. Great great to hear from Quentin Tarantino. If I'm going Martin Scorsese, people are like, Phil, if you're going to pick Martin Scorsese, I'm picking Quentin Tarantino. Or pick, picking, uh, <laughs> we're going to go out there. Why don't we just pick uh, fucking, why don't we just go just out don't there? Don't pick JJ. Yeah, fucking A. Oh, my. I'm alone. Yep. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> Oprah, Oprah Winfrey should do it. Oprah Winfrey, what the fuck? Holy shit. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. We are going crazy tonight. We got Charlie from Emergency Awesome calling. It's it's just an amazing night here, folks. So here we go, Joe. It's about time. We've we've waited long enough. Yeah, it is. It's let's let's get into it. It is. <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 five fives, everybody! Okay, recap! Recap! Ah! Ah! Yay! Ah! Only you could have that zoom again. You know, Joe, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, let's just stare into the Wayne's World wave, you know? It's like, whatever, let's just stare into it. Ah! We can't not just stare into that fucking thing. Okay, so our episode starts out, and we start out with this scene right here. Let's see. Push it. Talk to me, Lady Crane. My child, the king. My Push. child. My child. Listen to the gods for you, they sing. Oh. So she, we opened up to Lady Crane giving a speech about the death of Joffrey, doing her big monologue. The whole place is just a gasp, tears and tears. And you know it's, you know it's coming too. You know it's coming. Oh, Didn't what? You know it's coming. I, why else would we show her? There's no other point, right? Once we saw her, I'm like, oh crap, she's she's she's, dead. she's or she a she's dead, and b she's just gonna bump into Arya when she goes backstage. Well, just, no, and it was also she's gonna do what Arya said and change the scene. That's what I was referring to. Like as soon as as soon as I saw her on stage talking, and it was that scene that she was holding Joffrey, 
she changes the lines. The scene was supposed to be just her being sad. Naria had told her, yeah. why would you just be sad? Your son's dead. You're pissed. You want her, You want that fucking imp's head on a chopping block. Yeah, she so took she, Arya's advice. So yeah. she took Arya's advice and changed the scene, changed the lines at the end there. Okay. Oh, we got we got a voicemail. I didn't. I, for, I forgot to check our voicemail lines. Let's get a quick voicemail from one of our great contributors. And if you haven't already and you liked our feedback show, make sure you check out The Walking David on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Walking David did a great a job. He will be joining us a bunch more here and there throughout the year. But definitely check out David's stuff. David is out there. He's also an actor doing some work. And uh, so check out some clips from some of uh, the work he's done. So. Uh, definitely everybody get in uh make sure you check out the walking david great guy uh, really talented dude so here we go let's let's listen to walking david's call hey what's going on phil joe and katie Grove, the walking david i was just uh wishing you guys a good rest of your show and i think that um the hound and the mountain or robert strong whatever you want to call him will end up actually having uh, Clegane Bowl at some point, but it won't mm -hmm. be under a trial by combat. Because keep in mind that uh, the Hound still has a lot of beef with his older brother for fucking up his face. And I don't think anything's changed. The beef between them has not changed, regardless of any of these uh, Brotherhood without the Brothers Without Banners or Thoros Omir or Beric Dondarrion. I still think that the Hound and the Mountain are going to fight and it's going to be at the end of this season. Mm. Let me know what Which you guys think. I think so, too. Begs the question, then, do you think Cersei's going to flee the capital? Mm, interesting. I See, I think... I don't know if the mountain makes it out of this season alive, even though he's not really alive anyway. I don't know. I just have a feeling he may be one of the casualties and whatever is might might or might not happen at King's Landing. I have that feeling, too. I, I, think, I think he's going to be... Uh, Part of it connects to the whole Maisie Williams, two truths and a lie thing. And uh, Carmine's talked about that in some of his videos. And I'm not going to get too much into it here. You can find that out pretty easily if you've searched that information out. It just makes me think that more names might be crossed off Arya's list. So uh, we got a message that I think this was, uh, this was, is this someone that wasn't in this episode? But I don't know. Is this maybe, ooh, let's listen to this message. So here we are again, peasants. Ramsey Bolton? Oh, and in case you don't know who this is, this is Ramsey Bolton, Lord of the North, the kindest man in all of Westeros. The kindest man? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. The kindest man in all of Westeros? I don't know, Ramsey, but uh, let's say what Ramsey has to say. House Issue Guy, Joe of House Dirty Locks, and Katie of House Crow. I ask that you deliver a message to Baelish. You failed to deliver. Oh no. Ramsey Bolton uh, is not happy. Oh wow, he's calling out Peter Baelish right there. Whoa, we, do we have some friggin' uh, Ramsey versus Peter Baelish action? We might need to get these guys both on the line. Whoa. I've already lost my week in Sansa. Now I'm tastefully being impersonated in a letter to that bastard Snow. You see, if you think this is going to have a happy ending, <laughs> you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I will crush that bastard snow and take back my wife, yes, Baelish, my wife. I will rally the remaining houses, loyal and north, when I am done, and I will come <laughs> for you. Prepare yourself, Baelish. Do you like to play games? I do. Come and see. You see, I have these hounds, not dogs. And I like to flay, not skin. You see how better that sounds? Oh, my gosh. Next time you want to impersonate me. Does sound better. You might want to do some research. Yes. And, 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 Ooh, and, have a nice day. 
And I will. I think you. I think you inspired this person, Walking David. Walking David's giving full credit. People are saying, "Congratulations, great Ramsey!" In full credit. This is not the Walking David doing this. Mm-hmm. This is someone no. that wants to. Uh, Walking David also does an excellent Ramsey as well. Yeah. But this is a, another caller who is doing an. I mean, excuse me. This is Ramsey Bolton calling us. I'm sorry, but but awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And, let's and enjoy your podcast while it lasts. Oh shit! He's threatening the—he's threatening the podcast. Holy shit! What a night, guys! What a night! Great to talk to all you guys. Okay, so we open up. Lady Crane is Ramsey. You might be flayed. It might be worth it. Ramsey is for sure gonna survive. He's been talking about how his character should die in interviews lately. Hey, Lola is in here. Oh yes, I yes you do, David. It needs to happen. Will Cersei die, leave, or stay and be the queen of the ashes when King's Landing burns? I think Cersei lives. And stays alive and to see all the ashes that she caused. Okay, so we open up in the episode to Lady Crane giving a speech about the death of Joffrey and her big monologue. The whole place is a gasp, tears in the eyes, as they're all feeling for Joffrey. It's hilarious seeing people's faces uh, uh, emotionally connect with Cersei, you know, Cersei, air quotes, Mm. and Joffrey in this situation. So there's just not a dry eye in the house. So, excuse me, she also gives a good speech about killing Tyrion to roaring applause, which is very fun. People cheer. She eats the shit up as she heads and back. And Sansa. And Sansa. Yeah, yes. dead Sansa and Tyrion. That whore so, Sansa. That whore Sansa. So, Sansa. I just said Sansa my old it's way. Sansa. 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 So, Sansa. Yeah, the Boston accent way of saying Sansa. 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 Oh, each of Phil's subscribers is worth <laughs> 10 of Ramsey's men. Thank you so much, guys. Each one of you guys is worth so fucking much. Uh, cannot say enough appreciation to you guys out there that have all subscribed. And if you haven't already and you're listening, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Share this video with a friend. Show's over. Goodbye, everybody. No, not even close. Nice. So people Please. people cheer up and <laughs> jump through in his face. Uh, eat up. Uh, so she takes her wig off. She's backstage. She's getting ready to get her booze. She's taking a drink. And then so- she hears something in the dark. And she's a bit apprehensive. And she looks in. And it's Aya all stabbed and looking like shit. No trick. Guess it was just Arya. So then we get to our next scene with Lady Crane and her, which is number two on my list here. Go to number two. Which, hold on, hold on. Yep, go for it. So Arya stumbles in. The, the... Bye, Craig. Thank you so much, Craig. Arya went straight to them. She's dying. She went straight there, apparently, to the troop. Um, but it goes to show, like, at what we... Okay, never mind. You lost it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I even let you... I didn't fill interrupt you. I didn't even uh, fill rupt you goes, The point goes for later. Not okay. yet. Okay, I didn't even fill rupt you there. Shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. I yeah, let I you... gonna, the point I, goes to later, though. So I, think I, I, gave you t- I think I gave you too much space. You know, I'm like, I gave you too much of an opportunity to talk. You're like, wait. Phil, wait, Phil didn't interrupt me? I have too much time here. Shit. I got all anxious. I was waiting for a cunt mouth or yeah, something. Yeah, our, so I just yeah. was like, ah, yeah, forget yeah. it. Yeah, you're waiting for a shut the fuck up, Joe, or something to pop out there. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since we heard the, the wonderful sounds of uh, Tim Gersh saying shut the fuck up, Phil. Okay, so... Uh, so here we go. Okay, so she helps uh, she helps patch her up, and then they go back and forth. And I don't know. I just want to keep talking circles. And what? Whoa, shit! What? Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, Tim. Okay, so she helps uh, she helps patch her up, and they go back and forth about her liking uh, the. 
she talks about how conveniently I liked really bad guys that used to come home smelling like whores and hookers. And I'd stab them. And, you know, I'd stab them. Then I'd wake up the next morning and I'd have to sew the fuckers up. So just because I ha- that happened to be my life. Usual relationship Aria issues. loves it, too. Yeah, Aria's like, yes, and you got good at stabbing them, too. Ha, 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 ha. So, but ultimately, it's a little... Convenient that she just happens to she happened to pick the actress that has it. I don't know. I know she's her friend, but it happens to be, or not her friend. Someone she bailed out. Someone she likes. But that person happens to have medical training because she stabbed a lot of abusive boyfriends and knows how to sew up. I don't know. It's just a little. Well, an acting troupe back then would probably be making a lot of their own costumes and doing a lot of the sewing and shit for themselves too. So good point. Maybe Arya kind of thought that, and so you know, maybe she kind of good with a needle i don't know you get injured you gotta take care of it yourself when you're on the road but this looked like a pretty successful troupe that probably had tailors or prop smiths and shit that took care of most of that stuff klc says all the wave scenes were straight out of terminator yeah we were talking about that earlier too the music too so they all they all talk about how fake Sans has been cut out of acting in Essos because she got her fate, face beat in by Fraser Crane's wife, and uh, she feeds Arya some horrible soup that the Lady Crane can't cook. But she, she all her talents went to acting and stabbing and sewing. So then she asked uh, Arya to go to Pentos with them as an actress. She thinks she'd be really awesome at it, and take. I think she's implying that she wants her to take over the Sansa role, which would be very funny. Mm-hmm. So Arya says a line that sounded very Maisie Williams-ish, but I love the line read on it. She goes, I'm afraid I won't learn. I won't be able to remember my lines. It was just so fucking cute. Shut the fuck up, Arya. You're way too fucking cute. Shut up. (laughs) I want you to fucking, you made all my teeth fall out because you're so fucking sweet in that moment. You're like, I'm making jokes even though I just got stabbed in the belly and everything's okay now. So Arya says, no, 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 I can't come with you. You won't be safe. Someone's searching after me. And she goes, who? Well, she doesn't have a name, but where will you go? Uh, and Arya talks about something that often gets talked about in fan theories and just people speculating about Westeros. Well, east is Essos. West is Westeros. But what is past the point of West? There's this whole other part of the world that no one knows. You know, like in Star Trek V, the great barrier that splits up the galaxy and they need to get on the other side of it? That was on today, so I was watching it. Arya's like, no one's ever gone past that point. So so Lady Crane's like, this girl's not making any sense. She's just stupid. We need to give her some milk of the poppy. So we mm-hmm. see she pours her a little glass of, uh, of uh, and knocks her little ass out, and uh, she passes out till the end of the episode. She doesn't want to go over there. I hear that's where the nothing is. Yeah, that's where the fucking nothing is. So then we hear laughs of uh, three guys. Here we get into this scene right here. Think about Gattins, right? He used to be pretty. I was a famous kisser. You allowed to know how to kiss proper? (laughs) Someone someone says she could have gone to Southos. This is for masters, this technique. You're not ready. I'm ready. He says he's ready. Wait, wait, we gotta hear and what the, the fuck? What? And what, what the fuck is? Yeah, I'm ready to learn how to kiss proper. And the guys gets up to teach him how to kiss proper. Like, yep. dude. No, thank you. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Yeah, no thanks. And then you stick your finger right in the bum hole. Right in the butt. If any if any kids are watching Game of Thrones, that's not advice to listen to. No girl and or guy wants an immediate, unannounced finger. You have to play with the nipples first. First. Everybody knows this. Katie, do not listen to the strange pervy guys. Thank you, Katie. Wait, you're talking about us. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Were you talking about us, Katie? Wait. 
No, no, on the show. Oh, okay, on, fair. Okay, on the show. okay, 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 okay. This show. Sure, 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 Katie, sure, fucking Katie. Okay, so right in the bum hole, right in the fucking bum hole, right. In, excuse me for this show, right in the very si- bad without the permission. side bum, right in the side bum hole. Okay, so one guy's talking, and right when you see this scene, you know for fucking sh- people, lol, Katie, people are loving Katie right now. <laughs> that scene was gross, and you needed to know it. The writing for Arya just sucks. Smells like pussy to me. She's part werewolf, heals super fast. Very fair. Ew, ew, side buckle. Jakin should have pulled his face off to reveal uh, Syria. I love Arya so much to see her written so badly. Katie is the best. I've been doing it right now. <laughs> Voicemail. Ba- oh, I will get to you. I will get to you, David. <laughs> oh, I will touch you, David. I'm going to touch you all over the place in those voicemails. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah. So okay. So one. Yeah. Totally not talking about you guys. Yeah. So here. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <not>. yeah. <laughs> Katie. I love you, Katie. Okay, so some dudes just some dude is right in the situation. I I almost I almost want to play the quote because to hear Sandor say it, it's better than me saying it. <laughs> Where they just Sandor shuts up. You fucking little motherfucker. Look at him. You go, boy. Fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. You stupid twat. Off on that, did you? So, I mean, we'll talk. Well, I'll just wait till it gets to that point. But I'll that kid's uh, having a bad day, too. Mm. And, like, they might not even have had anything to do with it. <laughs> and it just shows up. The guy just got sodomized by one of his freaking comrades and then sodomized by the hound's axe. Here he comes. Here comes the hound killing people. And, and then he gets to one of the guys, like, tell me where the other two are. Here we go. Fuck you! That's Fuck not you! Those are your last words. Fuck you. Come on, you can do better. Cunt! Cunt! Your shit is dying, you know that? Your shit is dying! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Uh, I gotta say, the hound was so... Sandor Kogane was fucking amazing in this episode. Oh, Having him great. back, if he dies in the next episode and we don't get any more Sandor, just for one more episode of his one-liners, lines like, tougher women have tried to, tougher girls have tried to kill oh. me. Yep. <laughs> talking about Brienne yeah. and, uh, and Arya. Talking about both of them, actually. I, I don't know. He was just, he was in the zone tonight. I feel mm-hmm. like last episode, the actor that played Sandor was kind of like getting his feet in the character and stuff. I still think he was great, but in retrospect... Like tonight, he was in the fucking zone. He was ba- he was fucking back. I prefer yeah, no. chickens. Yeah, Roy McCann deserves an Emmy for that scene. Yeah, he does. He's fucking just unfucking believable. Just so good, so much good stuff with uh, the Hound tonight. He's prone. This is unnecessarily violence towards men, and it needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm with you on that one. Holy shit. Okay, here let's just. And, and of course, they were they were they were most likely in on that shit. Dude sticking his finger up his friend's ass and shit. That just that just ain't funny. Yeah, yep. he's not a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. So just well, for that, they kinda, like yeah, at least two of them needed to maybe. die. Yeah. I want to. So, LOL, Joe. Someone says they want a shirt with Sandor's face that says "You suck at dying." <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> 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 it's great i'd wear that no reason Absolutely. fucking great shit great shit phil just finished the episode great episode looking forward to next week aria's boss just like oh thank you justin you're a fucking motherfucker great stuff here we listen to this voicemail right here it may be a response to ramsey huh? i don't want to cause any tension or <gasps> to arise unnecessarily but for those who have mocked me let me leave you with a little warning the people 
for whom I work for do not get chills. The people for whom I work for, they hunger not. Welcome, Kimberly. The people for whom I work for, they fear not. Okay. And the people for whom I work for will never cease their efforts until the whole world no. is covered in the no. ashes of winter. No. Come and see. This raven will self-destruct. <laughs> oh no! Oh. No! One. No! And all. David, no! I mean, I mean, fucking, fucking little finger. I'm scared. I'm so fucking scared. Come and see. In the middle of this. Come and see. Holy shit. Raven will stop Peace baby says, why did I why did I just get chills? Chaos is not a pit, it's a finger in the butthole, says P. This fuck! Both. It's both. It's both. Evil. Holy shit. Not the raven. No, not the raven. Oh, the dude, don't explode the messenger. Oh, Come good. on. Goodness. <laughs> Goodness me. Okay, let's jump in. We got a couple people that have been hold for a while before we get to our next scene off to Marine. Let's get to area code 205. Welcome to the show, 205. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going well. How about yourself? Pretty good. My thing is with the whole. Hold on one second. Yep. Um, thing about the like Edmore thing yeah it's like if he is a legitimate like a lord of river run then his child is a fray who's with the phrase you know his child's a tully with the why phrase. would there be a conflict there whatsoever mm -hmm. because you know they could always just use him to be like, hey, I'm the Lord of River Run. Good, good point. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry, I ended up getting cut off. But good, good point, caller. Um, I, I ultimately think, uh, Joe, what, what do you what do you got to say to that, Joe? Because you, you seem okay, to first off. First thing is he's no longer the Lord of River Run. Technically, the phrase are the Lords of River Run now, as well as the twins. Um, and you're absolutely right. They could have killed Ed Muir and been like, we have Ed Muir's son, but then everybody's going to be like, how do we know? It's Ed yeah. even Ed Muir never saw his son. Ed Muir's yeah. like, I fucked my wife. They told night. me she was pregnant. I've haven't seen her since I've never seen the kid. Probably kid right. How do you know that he, he, so nobody's going to buy that this kid is even her. his kid to begin with most likely. <laughs> and who knows if it's even true that he has a kid. So Liar! Liar! Right. Sorry. So, um, so that might not work out in their interest, but ultimately, it's a the Fraser Lords. So I, I I don't I didn't quite understand why these other soldiers would have been like, no, we have to open up, like. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. And I I think the Blackfish was really hoping that they were going to kill Edmure, and that would have made him like instant lord of River. Yeah. Someone well, said because at that point Edmure could only be used against them. Right. And I, he was absolutely right that he could only be used against him. Yeah. I, I will talk to that, someone says. Cheers to that. Let's take a couple more phone calls here. 
at midnight, just to warn everybody, in about 13 minutes at midnight, if you are on the phone line waiting, it may hang up, and I'm going to call right back in. I make a second event that starts at midnight. So if any of you guys get disconnected before midnight and get your call in, make sure you call right back, and we will get the phone lines back up and running. So here we go. Area code 954. Welcome, 954. Hey, guys. Two points. Do it. So, seriously, by choosing violence and ripping that guy's head off, actually screwed herself by trial by combat because they know there was no way they can win if that's their champion. So uh-huh. that's why right. that backfired in her oh, face. Yeah. Number two, the she rumor that uh, Kyburn was telling seriously, I believe that Kevin and Pycelles are now part of the faith and they are working with the high septum, mm. feeding mm. Toman all kinds of information. And I think oh, that's yeah. what the rumor is going to be. And then maybe in the last episode, they're going to uh, execute um, Pycelles and Kevin. That's probably what the rumors are going to be when they find when they release it to us. We find out what it is because if you look at Kevin, he didn't even really care too much about you know his his you know the battle, his son being part of the Sept. And part of it now. and to go I, to your I, point I, too, part of it from the beginning. And to go to your point too, caller, they also show Pizel whispering in Tommen's air at one point in this episode too. When Cersei walks into the room, mm-hmm. you, they specifically make you sh- yep. show you that Pizel is whispering sweet nothings into his ear. So great, great point, caller. And to and your fir- to your first point about Cer- about Cersei, I think it also has to do with the fact that Cersei, not just in that one situation, she's been walking around King's Landing with a big smile on her face, th- saying, "I got the ha- I got the mountain on my side." Trial by combat, trial by combat. Like anyone she can find, she's singing her trial by combat song to. She's like, I'm gonna get the high, the mountain to kick your ass. Trial by combat, motherfuckers. And so obviously the sparrow is high. Sparrow might be a fucking cock merchant, the bad kind, but ultimately he's not an idiot. So nope. he he just he knew he cannot win that fight. So he, which is what he was good. doing in it's the first place. He was, anyway. he was trying to separate Cersei from those right, from yeah. from the mountain, Frank and the mountain. that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of like, why would you have the mountain stop there? You kill them all. You yeah. make you make you kill them all, Smush and you kill anybody sparrows. else that's in that room that witnesses it because you don't want anyone really to know what happened to those guys that came to get you. You just want them to kind of disappear, let them be dead somewhere, like. Whether or not the mountain killed them, whether or not all that, of course, people are going to draw their conclusions. But, but uh, ultimately, by letting them go back and letting them sow this fear of, oh my God, you mm-hmm. should have seen him. He ripped the fucking the head right off his body. Oh, right, the whole off. spine yeah, came out like right. We put that spike six inches deep oh. into his chest. All four of them. He didn't flinch. Like burn them all, hmm. motherfucker. Oh, uh, Taka Taka Taka, are you there, buddy? Seven eight one. Hello. Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's up? Hello? What's up? Hey, buddy. Hi. What's up? What's up, guys? Great show. Thank you. So I just Here's want a, here... to say that uh, I actually really enjoyed this episode. You know, for everyone who didn't like it, I, I felt that uh, seeing the mountain go back to his roots about killing a lot of people. Not the mountain. Yeah, actually, the, the mountain hound. and the, uh, the hound. Well, being able to uh, do some stuff. I think that they pretty much was a cop out where they actually cut away. Didn't show the head actually being ripped off because yeah. you know that was the money shot. The money uh, shot, yeah. Wanted. Yo, but, yeah, the um, money shot. <laughs> Splat. 
but it'd be uh, pretty the cool. But the thing Absolutely. is, just going back to what you were talking about earlier about who would actually be good to take over if if necessary for the Game of Thrones, I actually think that the uh, the people who are behind the Viking show would actually do a pretty mm, good yeah. job. Michael Hurst, the guy who actually created it, and maybe Ken Garotti, who actually uh, uh, directed, uh, I guess, the lion's share of all the episodes from 2013 to 2016. I think we're about 14 episodes. Mm, good stuff as always, nice. Tucker. And uh, make sure you check out on the Dirty Issues Gaming site, Tucker and Joe have been doing a lot of great content, so make sure you check that out. Great to hear from you, buddy. And uh, yeah. lots of love to you, my friend. Lots of love, love. to you. All right. Love you. See you. Bye. See Thanks for coming. We love fucking Taka. He's our, he's our buddy yeah. doing some awesome work. And make sure, like I said, if you haven't already and you're into some game streaming and some alternative content to what we do here on this channel, check out Dirty Issues over there. So here we go. Oh, we've been waiting for this. Jay, we got another call from Jay Joe. For, right for you. I know this nice. is going to be. Here we go. Joe versus yeah. Jay one-on-one. -on -one. Here we go. Jay, you're back on the line. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Jay. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm going to drop the Jamie thing for now. I don't <laughs> think there's any changing his mind on that. But, the, you know, what, what Jamie did show is how you effectively can use a hostage and not just yes. kill them right off the bat. Yes. Because yes. that hostage got them back into the freaking castle, and he t overtook it without having to, throw in, without having to swing yep. one yep. blow or yep. do anything. And, by the way, he's still the lord of the castle just because – the um the phrase are in control of that land doesn't mean he's not lord of the castle. It's just like how the Starks were in control of the north, but they still had other lords around them. Just be, that doesn't change the fact that he's lord of that castle. The fact that they even said you're not lord of this castle shows that he's like you know who the true lord was. It was Edmure, and if they found out Edmure had a kid, then he would be lord of the castle. So ultimately, yeah, he was still lord of the castle. Not by royal decree. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, SM. Uh, let's jump into the live Discord group. Great shows. Oh, see you, Panther. Have a great time. I got, I, great night. I thought they did say it was a royal decree, right? Uh, Didn't Jamie say that? Like by royal decree, it's it's now a, in, it's, it's now a prey property. Amy, right. Amy yeah. has a quick question. Hey, Joe, Katie, and Phil, what do you guys think Marjorie's plan is? Thanks for all the hard work. I think her plan is just to stay in power as oh. much as possible and manipulate every avenue so she makes she makes sure she stays in whatever yeah. the position of power that she can possibly be in is. Ren Ren was in the chat. I did not see Ren. Great to see you. Facts, hey, Joe. Facts, someone says in the chat. Uh, dank, Phil. Someone, yes, uh, fucking the dank, buddy. Someone said, said in the chat, uh, the mountain's gonna go to the sept and just kill everybody in it. That's what I think Cersei should do. Just send uh, yeah, the mountain down there now. and just go fucking kill everybody in the sept. Go do it hands. now. Nothing right. wrong with that. Do it. Finish it. All in. Finish All in. It. Mountain, go. Go kill everybody that's got a fucking star on their forehead or and like uh sandals on their feet or yeah. no shoes on their feet or whatever they do. I think I think Marjorie's focus right now is her brother first. Yep. And then vengeance. Mm, I choose violence. The water the yep. hound was peeing had foreshadowing in it. There was some foreshadowing peeing in that fucking water. Uh, someone yes, I got, aha! Uh -huh. I got that feeling too. Yep, yep, yep. Someone asked, what's the difference between a trial by common and a trial by seven? It's just seven on seven instead of one on one. Seven judges. Oh no, but they were asking a trial by seven. Or there's two different things. There's a there's a trial by set or a seven on seven combat trial by seven. That's con. But what Cersei's going to and Loras is by seven septums is going to judge them in a in a in an actual 
uh, trial of some sorts, reminiscent of Tyrion's yeah. trial in some sort. Okay, yeah. area code 404. What's going on, 404? Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? It's me, uh, Sunny Day. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, sunny. Doing awesome, Sunny. Great to hear from you, buddy. Hopes all is well. Yeah, I was just uh, wondering, maybe I missed it. Why didn't, uh, I want your opinions, why didn't Edmure just, when he went back in the castle, he didn't even look at his uncle. I know I, I realized his uncle had to do what he did, but knowing that his uncle was probably going to die, he didn't even just give him, like, you know, one last look of, you know, he did. He let him go. I just thought he it was very cool. Let him go. Yeah. What do you think about that? V- good, good call as always. I think ultimately Joe kind of said he did give him one look, but I think ultimately it was a look like you would have let me die out there. Right. So I'm going to let you die now. And he never, I think it was Edmure's no. final revenge, at least how I read it, as right. Edmure's final revenge to the Blackfish of like, ha, uh-huh. huh, I got the best of you, motherfucker. That's how, I, that's how I read it in this situation. I don't know about you guys, Joe. Originally, originally, I thought that I, I read it the same way. And then when after he went up to the to the uh, is it called the parapet? I don't know. When he went up to the uh, to the top and he was looking down at the drawbridge. Hello, heroes. Um, and he and he said, OK, now open up the gates. Everybody put down their arms and they did that. And he said, now go find my uncle. He could have said to have his uncle taken right then and there. As soon as he walked yeah. through the gates, he saw him. All the soldiers were around. And they had all there heard him men. deny yeah. and and not and say, you know, go ahead and kill my nephew and all that shit. So they would have taken him. And that's what makes me think that uh, he did give him that look as to say, like, fuck you. You were going to let me die. But I'm giving you the chance to leave. Mm-hmm. And when he went and did it and took care of that other business, he yeah. gave Edmure the exact amount of time he needed to get the fuck down and get the hell away and start to take off. But Edmure didn't go. Now, Katie, did you have a blackfish? Dif- sorry, blackfish. Katie, sorry. did you yeah. have sorry, a sorry, sorry, Katie? Yeah. Did you have a different take on this situation? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little of everything, kind of like Joe said. But it just seemed like I mean, Edmure no knew from the very beginning the the blackfish wasn't gonna Correct. save his life. Yeah. He had been in pr- prison for years. So now. I don't. I don't think he. Ha- I. I don't know. I didn't get the the feeling that he held a grudge against him like that. It was, you know, that's that's predictable. You're all wasting your time and mine. And the look was just go. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing what you can't. I get it. Go. Yep. So we got. And a little bit of a fuck you, I thought. We got two minutes left on the call. So let's take one more call. And then everyone else that's waiting on the hold line, please call right back in. And we'll make sure we get to you after we finish off our recap before we call it a night here. So area code 609. What's going on, 609? Hey, guys, real quick. Stay with me. Do it. We're with you. I think you're missing the point on Tommen. Okay. The reason is this. They the last time we saw Cersei and together said was I screwed up. I want to be king. Teach me how to be king. They haven't. Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, your phone, your phone is your phone is breaking up. Um, but I do think I I know what you're about to say. I don't. I'm not putting words in your mouth. But you're saying we have not seen Tom and Cersei talk since they had that telling you. So you're saying you're still saying there's a chance that Cersei and Tommen are planning some ruse in this situation. Mm. I honestly call her. I hope you're fucking right. I you give nice. Tommen a lot more faith than I do. You and You're I, giving him a lot more faith than everybody's 90 given. Ninety seconds. Oh shit! Sorry. Shut up. Ninety seconds. Fuck you. 
That's the call lines going down. Yeah, the folks. call lines going down, guys. So let's we're gonna get back into the recap and then I'll reconnect with the call line. Make sure two five six nine seven three anonymous uh, and two zero one. Make sure you guys all call back in in a few please. minutes, please. We'd love to hear back from you guys again. Uh, Joe, Joe, fuck it. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Put words in my mouth. Jay, sometimes an off-screen death is more meaningful. We don't have to see an axe buried in someone's head. It's fucking Ramsey dies off-screen. I'm gonna be pissed. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think Ramsey's gonna die off-screen. I think they have to give that. They have to give that to us. They have to give that to us, right? That that or one, John, whichever one dies. Yeah, whichever one dies. Oh, someone asked that earlier. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of the episode. Who do we think is going to be winning uh, Bastard Bowl? John, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Battle of the Bastards or whatever they're calling it. I think I think ultimately, uh, yeah, John is John's. It's John's fight to lose in that situation. I don't think uh, I don't think Ramsey has a chance in that situation. I think I think John kills up. I, I think um, I think. We had a little scene here today with Podrick, and yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get to that scene with with. Uh, well, I was gonna say there's there was a similar scene with John in another season, another episode about talking about fighting and you know the differences of fighting and good right. and honorable yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. So our next scene that we get to is off to Marine, where another red. Red Priestess is giving a speech, and we see uh, Tyrion and Varys come sauntering on. Thank you. Oh, no, stay on page. So we see uh, Tyrion and Varys sa sauntering on in, and uh, here we go. We're back on the phone line. Thank you, everybody, and everyone who wants to call back in, 914-205-5689. Uh, get you back in on the, on the phone calls. Let's get back to our recap a little bit. So Tyrion and Varys come sauntering on in, and are like, hey, now. And uh, Varys is does not look happy at all this Red Priest stuff. Tyrion is doing his best to uh, give him a kind of pat in the back, but Varys says, "Listen, I you made a deal with fanatics, and it's not probably not going to work out. I don't have a good feeling about this. It's like if you shaved the straight razor and uh, blah blah blah, something with a straight you razor. Still, you you may be shaved, but it can still cut your throat. You can still cut your throat. So ultimately." He is going to head off somewhere to try to get support in ships. And he says, if I'm wrong, I will not return. So he's heading he's heading to Westeros. Tyrion says, we need our queen back. Varys says, she'll come back. Not everything in my life is going to suck. Or things in my life have sucked too bad. Uh, not everything is going to go so bad. He takes his leave of Tyrion and he says, um, I'll walk the rest of the way. I don't need the most famous dwarf in the city to follow me around. And Tyrion, excuse me, looks legitimately sad. Yes. And he says, wait a second, Varys, wait. Actually, it's the most famous dwarf in the world. The world. The entire world. That was him telling Varys that he loves him. The world. The motherfucking world. He's like, listen, Varys, the world. <laughs> the world. Like he's petting his fucking sick kitty and stuff like that. Hey, get off my shit, cat. <laughs> The world. Yeah, you bad pussy. He was saying, "Oh, he said, told me he'd miss him, and then he said, I love you, Varys. Bye. I'm gonna be lonely without you.' Varys, I'm so happy that you're not Make here. Make sure you bring me back a shot glass. No, I was wrong. And a t-shirt. Yeah, and the t-shirt. Give me a t-shirt from <laughs> Pentos. We need friends in Westeros, and we need ships. Most of all, we need our queen. Oh, She'll come back. So bad, buddy. So yes. so bad, Autumn. You have no clue. Many times already. <laughs> Yeah, Kitty Doctor Evil. Yeah, exactly. 
So our next scene that we get here is our is Cersei sipping wine, and it turns into our I choose violence scene eventually. Was it me or this is just a very small thing? Was it me or someone else? I might have read this in a Reddit post or something like that. Was the I choose violence different in the trailer than it was here? Did they use a different take in the trailer than they used in the episode? I couldn't she, tell you. I've she said it. She said it much quieter than she said it in the trailer. In the trailer, she said. I choose violence. And this she said. Was there music playing in the trailer? Ah, yes. I don't know. No. I think it may be silenced in that moment. So you could be right there, Joe. It was just how it phrased itself. But she chooses. But ultimately, she's sipping wine in the dark. And Kyburn tells her the Faith Milton have, have come in. Uh, and it's just a, it's a funny scene between the two of them. The king let them in. The king's praying. Oh, that's fucking horrible. And, and she chooses violence. One guy tries to attack the mountain. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Step mm -hmm. tries to go at the mountain in the chest. He ends up ripping his face off with the Terminator music, and Cersei's smiling as we see the blood pile form. And the outright predators um pulls his head off with the spine. Spine comes out too. Yeah. Mm. Put that shit on the wall next to the rest of them. I choose violence. Put it on a t-shirt under dog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I choose wine over violence. Says Petey's live music. Phil, let's talk about Kyburn. Kai, you were right, Phil. I choose violence was a different take. Thank you, Sunny D. Let's talk about okay. Kyburn. Kyburn is very interesting. Creepy. I wish we saw more of him and more of his actions around King's Landing. Mm -hmm. I think it would add a, a different dynamic to the King's Landing scenes if we saw more scenes with him with his little birds or with Varys's old little birds and see all that interaction. I think he's creepy. I think he's interesting. And I wish the show gave us more of him because uh, I yes. feel like he could add a different dynamic completely to the King's Landing stuff that's feeling like one yeah. note this season. As much as I do love this season, I, I'm not going to go back on my thing that this is this season's in my top three for Game of Thrones seasons, I think. I will have to see how it ends. If these last two episodes can actually hit it really strong, and next episode is a battle in the feel of Watchers on the Wall or Blackwater, and we get that kind of feel, and then episode 10 really gives us some conclusions and push on to this final push. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm with you. It, it's going to... How this season ends up wrapping up is definitely going to be be how very dependent on how I see it. Doing. But I remember my point. But Kyburn is a way. If we saw more Kyburn in King's Landing, I feel like it's a way of breaking up the monotony of the High Sparrow story in King's Landing. Yeah. If we saw a yeah. little bit, I just mean a couple scenes here and there. Maybe we cut a little bit of the, you know, get rid of that Danny shit that was in this episode, or not. It wasn't even Danny shit. Give us an episode without like that. We could have taken those three scenes out, given them to Kyburn to make him look a little bit more plotting, a little bit more menacing, doing some of his, like, talking to some of the sparrows, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Not sparrows. Uh, yes. Yeah, sparrows. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Little birds. Little yeah. birds. And then... Uh, oh, little birds. Yeah. Different kids. Right, right. Yeah, they're birds. And then... Uh, and then... <laughs> and, and given us that instead. And it wouldn't have taken... At least it wouldn't have taken me out the little bit that it did. I go visiting over in Essos. And I got I gotta say, for episode eight, I know episode eights aren't a thing, but when we when compare it to I know last season was the black sheep of Game of Thrones, but episode eight, Hard Home, was episode eight last season. So uh, which was maybe one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones ever. ever. So I don't know. You know, just of going in ever. going to epi yeah, yeah, it was one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> so yeah so it's it's worth mentioning that this is a uh 
know, a, a, a demotion from last year's episode eight, but it's hard to go, uh, hard to go with that. I couldn't talk about that episode eight was, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's a zombie fight. reach it this year. Fucking ever. So our next scene that we get into is Brienne and Pod showing up at the Riverlands. So, uh, and Brienne just can't drop being an asshole to Pod. Leave Pod alone, Brienne. You have a keen military mind, Pod. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! You're such an asshole, Brienne. Jesus. Everyone pushes Pod around. Yeah, yeah. leave Pod alone. He's too nice. So we go off to our Podrick Payne scene with Braun, which is very interesting. Let's listen to. Uh, let's. I mean, I guess you gotta have some faults when you're blessed with that cock, right? Yeah. So too nice, I guess, is uh, how you get blessed with that cock. Yeah. Uh. I guess you you have to be that's weak. How you use that. Well, that's what yeah. I was getting at, right? Pod should slide with a magic stick. Pod, broad interacting <laughs> with Pod was disturbing and weird. Pulls him by the magic cock. So here we go. Speaking of the magic and weird, let's listen to these two fucking fuckers interact. <laughs> Podrick fucking pain. Podrick fucking pain. Hello to Colombia. Fuck. Welcome, Juan. So we get the two of them interacting and they fucking What? No. So Braun so Braun is shipping the Brienne and Jamie romance. He's like, well she wants to. He wants to. Are they fucking? Well he'd fuck her, that's for sure. You have, right? She'd fuck him, don't you think? The way she looks at him. Well you yeah, exactly, Kitty. Well well you fucked her, right? Who hasn't fucked her? I'd fuck, I'd fuck her. Would you fuck her? It was one of the two moments in this episode that it was kind of a. Is it weird to anyone else seeing? Is it weird to anyone else seeing Tormund pop up in those commercials? What what is he in? What kind of commercials does he pop? Beard commercials or something. No, no, no. It's like it's like Amazon or so. It's like some online service or something like Travelocity.com or some shit. I thought he's selling beards. All I can see is the beards. <laughs> He's selling beards. Everybody's selling beards on TV. <laughs> I see them all over the place. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go buy a beard. Mm. Braun, who's real, uh, Braun, who's really excited, he's on screen. Really tries really hard in this scene, and he's re yeah. he's, re he's really like on pod in this scene. And and it's for once you're on, at least I'm on pod. Time. I'm like Braun, leave pod alone. Morning, an hour at night, every day. I'm training. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, not joking. On pod, like you can still sneak up and murder you. I'll kill. Oh, it's uh, fighting. Now, that's it's Wyndham Hotel commercials. <laughs> it's <laughs> a different it, type of fighting, and see, that's yes. why, that's why well, this Battle of the Bastards thing is going I to be something that I think John knows different types well, of fighting. Yes, he absolutely does. He's and he just starts slapping him. He's like, "Listen, bitch, I gotta I'm slap you." I gotta fucking slap you, Pod. Fuck you, Pod. So he wrestles him. He's happy to see him. Podrick says, I'm a squire. Yeah, are you gonna fuck him? Are you so gonna... we get one guy sticking a finger up another guy's ass in this episode, and then we get one guy grabbing another guy's cock in this episode. Yep. And then we get sexual this scene. We get love it. Sexual, sexual fun, Joe. <laughs> so here we go. We get uh, number nine here. Unreal. Well, you gotta spread it around. There hasn't been too many sexual assaults on, on men in this show, mostly only perpetrated onto women, so... Mm -hmm. So here, here, we, here we go with Jamie and Brienne's talk here, which is, which is some fun stuff. The Tully army are a bit occupied at the moment. I'm sent here to reclaim River Run, currently defended by the Tully rebels, so you can see the conundrum. 
The Tullys are rebels because they're fighting for their home. Riverrun was granted to the phrase by royal decree. As a reward for betraying Rob Stark and slaughtering his family. Yes. Exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Great, great tennis match between the tennis match between the two of them. This is one of the scenes I want to play. This whole scene. So let's listen. Let's uh, let's pause for a second and listen to Brienne and Jamie scene. Shouldn't argue about politics. You're a knight, Sir Jamie. I know there is honor in you. I've seen it myself. I'm a Lannister. Don't ask me to betray my own house. I do no such thing. Take River Run without bloodshed. Ride south again with your mission complete and your army intact. What do you propose? Allow me to enter River Run under a flag of truce. Let me try to persuade the Blackfish to give up the castle. So ultimately, in this in this situation, she convinces Jamie because Jamie ultimately did the same thing at first. He didn't want to end this violently. He wanted yep. he wanted to end it peacefully and just kind of get it all done. Uh, he tried to talk to the Blackfish ahead of time, and and again, I don't want to get booksy booksy here, but I think Jamie also has an avergence to fighting against anyone loyal to the Starks at this point. He wants to. He made a promise to Catelyn, and he doesn't really want to fuck with the Blackfish if he doesn't have to. There's, there's also, it makes absolutely, absolute sense for him to do this, because why not? What's, what's adding one and a half or two soldiers into, into the castle? It means absolutely nothing. She, uh, yeah, she could be carrying secret messages or some shit, but who cares about that really honestly? For the most part, it makes a lot of sense to let her try again. Um, and he knows her to be honorable and to be truthful and not to be a liar and all mm -hmm. that shit and how mm -hmm. she acts and, and carries herself. So I think this was, uh, it, it just made perfect sense to let her go and try. Why yeah. not? Why not? His yeah. mission is to just get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. And if he can not kill anybody like, like, uh, was it Jay? Like Jay said, you know? I mean that's a plus. I I really thought that the, mm -hmm. these things are pluses. He lets he tries to end it peacefully. He tries again with Brienne to end it peacefully. He tries with Edmure. He buys Edmure. He says, "Listen, you're gonna come. You're gonna live in Casterly Rock. We'll get you your son there eventually. You'll still live like a lord. All this shit. Just get him. To, you know this doesn't have to end bloody. Just nobody fucking wants to be here. What the fuck, dude." Fuck. And so, and so that's how it ends. <laughs> and, 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 that's, and that's how our story ends, folks. So, uh, so ultimately, Bran also tries to give back Oathkeeper, and Jamie's like, "No, that's your fucking sword." That awesome was the point. That yeah. was the point that almost got me a little emotional. Which he's yeah. like, "No, it's yours. It's always yours." And then Bran's like, "Listen, dude, if this goes bad, we're gonna have to fight, and I'm not gonna like it, but I'll kill you, and yep. and you'll like it. It'll be an honorable death." So then we go over to the Blackfish, who's not having any of this crap. I don't know you, and I will not surrender. Double the guards tonight. <laughs> yeah, double the guards tonight. The Blackfish, and what I... I'm not gonna, Again, I'm not going to say I didn't love the Blackfish in the last episode, but I felt like the actor himself really got to stretch out, similar to Roy McCann and uh, Roy McCann in the Hound's performance. He got to stretch out more in this episode, so I love the Blackfish even more in this episode than I liked him in the last episode. Great stuff. He's just... The actor that's playing him is really huge as he's up against Brienne. Both actors, him and Gwendolyn Christie, are both very fucking huge. Yes, they're big yeah. people. She Towering. Yeah, she informs the Blackfish of, of... She's like, listen, bitch, I fucking made a promise to your your niece and listen to me. And Blackfish sizes her up and ultimately realizes she's someone that's not going to bullshit him. And he realizes, reads the letter and goes, sounds exactly like Cat. Yeah, this is yeah, true. probably very yep. similar writing and signature and all yeah. that too. Oh, yeah. And he says, 
I can't really fucking help you. There's nothing I can do to help you. I have no men. I have nothing. He go basically everything we all said when when uh, Baelish suggests the Blackfish in the first place. We're like, Blackfish is holding River Run. He can't. He doesn't have soldiers. What the fuck? Right. So he, and he's like, I can't do that. I'm not leaving here. You know, fuck that. So Brienne says, uh, okay, find a maester. I need a raven to send a note to no- my master uh, Sansa likes to be alerted immediately of bad news, and I'm gonna have to leave a dead fish head in your bed, and uh, Mister Mister Waltz here. So well, uh, she, no, no, it's it's right because um, she's expecting she failed, and what Jamie said is if you fail this, we're we're coming. Where the siege is happening, and that's going to be it. So she's expecting she might not be alive mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, or too far in the future to to send that raven to let Sansa know that she failed. Yep. Yeah, you cannot count on reinforcements. So our next so, our yeah. next scene is everyone just parting the way for Cersei in the mountain, coming in as Kyburn walk in the throne room. They uh, face Kevin, who is really funnily dickly yes, to Charles her. Great, a great oh. scene between Kevin and Cersei, where he's like, "Yes." Go get thee to the nunnery, you know, like get the fuck to the back over there, bitch. And you stand uh, with the other girls. Yeah, you stay with the other girls in the back. And Tommen gives a douchebag speech about some douchebag shit. Ugh. And uh, there's going to be Ugh. no trial by combat. No trial by combat. And as he keeps peeking over at his mother. I'm sorry, she... mom. I'm so. I'm Ugh. sorry. I'm so sorry, mom. There is to be a royal announcement. Yes, there is to be a royal announcement. <laughs> in the throne room. So our next scene that we get to is Tyrion and happy. this stuff that we you get. You should be happy as well. Now, Not so long ago, this, was, this city was ready to devour This was a lovely stuff. scene, wasn't it, guys? Now, Jokes, jokes, jokes. Jokes, lots of jokes, lots of jokes. There's a joke about, uh, you know, a Lannister, a Martell, and a Stark each go into a bar to get a fucking ale. Each finds a fly in their drink. The Lannister demands another. The, uh, the fucking Martell eats the fly, and the Stark reaches in and spits it out and says, What the fuck? How dare you eat a fucking fly? No, 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 he reaches out, reaches it, pulls out the fly and tells the fly to spit out the spit beer out. that he's drank from because yeah. <laughs> he wants it back. It's not right. You're a thief. Give me that beer yeah, back. Give me that beer back. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I missed that. People in the live chat are saying, Phil, talk about Prince five inch clip. What? What's going on? Is that, she bought from the cock merchant. Is that what's going on? Spit it out. This scene was funny. It was awkward. I found Grey Wind. Gray wind, gray worm in this scene actually very funny. Uh, when he's like, "That is the worst joke I've ever heard in my life." I don't know. I, I, I know some people might have a problem with the scene. I found it charming enough. I think it lasted maybe a little, cute. a little yeah. too long, but it. I, I think it was someone. One of the callers mentioned it earlier, and you can take me to task on this. They they were saying. It was almost like the show was like, oh, we haven't had Peter Dinklage in the show for two episodes. We need him to do some Peter Dinklage type stuff. And But we kind of had this scene before, too. I yeah. kind of remember not only was there like Varys involved and the four of them sitting around talking and it was all fucking awkward. But like I, I did not don't mm-hmm. I remember them all sitting around. No, drinking they did. Once they, too, no, no. And... The, Tyrion's trying to get them to drink, but they don't actually drink. This is the conclusion of that story. I love how Masande goes all splinter from the Ninja Turtles when she's like, I made a funny. <laughs> Oh, what did one translator say to the other translator when they were drowning? Oh, I don't know how to swim, but I can yell for help in five different languages. Well, I made a funny. 
funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, and Masande was cute enough in this scene. And like, I don't know. It, it was all right. I mean, I guess it was we needed it to make sure we saw Tyrion feeling all high and mighty. So we got the breakdown mm. later when he sees the boats and the masters coming and yeah. taking back their property. It was all right. It wasn't my favorite scene. The episode wasn't my least favorite. I enjoyed it. I enjoy Tyrion. I enjoy everything he's in. I feel bad for Grey Worm because Tyrion will be having sex with Masante before the end, before this is over. Uh, but uh, whatever, Tyrion, as I mentioned many times, if Peter Dinklage wants your woman, he's getting your woman. We learned it on Nip Tuck. We learned it on, on this show. If he wants her, he's getting Charming her. Charming son of And he gets sad. He gets sad for a moment there as he thinks, I don't really have any friends right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. All my friends are going. And uh, then he tries to make some friends. Yeah. Not very observant, but very charming. Yes. Very, very well said, Justin. Very I hope he gets his vineyard. Amy, me too. You can hate the jokes, but Masande had a chance to say that she knew she was on a sinking ship no matter what her talents were. Great point, Helen. Ren, so you know he'll die soon. Want a joke? D&D Emmys for, Emmy Award for writing. I hate Tyrion. I want to K-I- kick him in his face. So I was thinking of the webs of the uh, the app kick. Uh, fucking pervert. Uh, the most famous dwarf in the world. He should get a small business loan after he breaks the siege. That's what I do. I drink and I know side butthole. Tyrion Lannister. Assyrian 1 through 4 was so good. What went wrong? Swag with my dick. So the live chat is fucking kicking ass. We've got callers waiting on hold. <laughs> All you callers that are on hold right now, we will get to you. We're going to get through the recap. We're getting close to the finish. And then I'm going to get to all the calls that are on hold before we call in the evening. So everyone, if you want to call in, you can always call in at 914-205-5689. Here we go. So uh, Jamie, Bre- our next scene is Jamie breaking Edmir down. This is our first Edmir talk. Lord Edmir. This is a good scene between and Jamie and Edmund. I like this scene a lot. Yes. Man of your birth deserves better. If my really, Jamie breaks him down here. He, he, Edmir gets some swipes in there on Jamie. If you're a Jamie hater, you get your moments of him saying some stuff to Jamie that feels good having said to Jamie, and Jamie feels it and embraces it. We also get Jamie making sure he lets us all fucking know he loves no one but fucking Cersei, which, fuck, dude, let it go. She's fucking bad for you. Yeah, dude. But ultimately... That girl is poison. That girl is poison. Nothing but a fucking short hair and a smile. That girl is poison. But ultimately, he manipulates him by threatening to take his kid and put him on a catapult and throw him over the fucking wall. And uh, Edmir agrees to his his thing. So Edmir shows up at the gates, and he's like, Dude, let me in. And uh, Blackfish is like, Don't let him in. It's a trap, you dumbass. I love that. It's, uh, it's well aware of the... Uh, of Hostetali and the rightful lord of Reveron. No, it's a fucking trap. I demand entry. No, don't let him don't in. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. He's the lord of Reveron. I have to obey his commands. He's been there captive ever since... And the thing is, as kid. far as it being a trap, like, those drawbridges go up in a snap. Like the, they would never be able to like storm the drawbridge before that bridge went up by mm-hmm. opening it for for uh, Edmure. So what kind of a trap could it be? 
exactly what it turned out to. And Muir decides to say, open the gates. Yeah, the Lord surrendered. And if maybe the Blackfish didn't run off in that minute, he might have been able to, like, stop that from happening. It's a trap. Blackfish are like, everybody, it's a trap. And uh, the Lord, and he goes, "You're not the Lord of River, on my Lord." It's it's some interesting back and forth between them all. And the Blackfish is like, "You're not obeying Edmure. This is just the Kingslayer doing his thing." And the Blackfish says, "He's, cu- I'll cut your bitch's head off. I'll cut your head off, bitch." Fuck balls. Edmure looks in. Jamie's watching. They go back and forth. With the phrase, "I hope this is a good plan." And ultimately, Edmure is just a, a douchebag and's like. Listen, uh, guys, open the gates. Let the Lannisters in. Drop your weapons. And the Blackfish just backs his ass out of there and runs. And he very easily could have escaped. The Blackfish knows how to leave a room at the appropriate time. But he ends yeah. up going and meeting up with Brienne. <laughs> and we get the Blackfish and the Brienne as they're getting as Brienne's getting into a boat. And she's like, dude, come with me. Come the fuck with me and help Sansa. And he's like, no, I haven't had a sword fight in a while. It's time to go get my ass kicked here. And he runs off. I suppose off. I'll make a fool of myself. Yep. I like that. I really like that. And it's cute. It's, uh, it's, uh, shows the difference between like uh, Barristan's, uh, the point Barristan was at at his age and the point that the Blackfish is at at his age. One stayed in shape, stayed training, stayed fighting. The other one hasn't fought in fucking years. And he knows that he's about to go out there and, and die because of it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, douchemere. Someone says, uh, douchemere. Dawn, I will. Dawn, you know what? I got your number saved. I'm going to fucking call you. Uh, we're going to fucking we, call you. We, we did yada yada it a little bit, but that really was the Jamie and Ed Muir scene was one of my favorite scenes of the season so far. It, um, it was a really good scene. I, I know you, re- I know, Joe, you have an affinity for that actor in general, though, because of Ro- he's from Rome, isn't he? Or, or is- Right, but even more so, uh, I really liked Jamie's performance in this. I liked all the honesty that came out of his mouth. It was the kind of honesty that they were trying to get out of him when he was prisoner, but this time he was in control and he let it all out. And yeah. he was, he was, like I said, I don't think there was a single piece of of dishon- a dishonest word that came out of his yeah. mouth. I absolutely believe he would have flung that baby at the wall too, yeah, whether know. it's Edmure's child or not. And now and it was an interesting <laughs> foil to the scene when he was a captive, correct? And Catelyn was. Uh, yeah. Analysis of Thrones says, "Yeah, Joe, it was a great. It was a great discussion. The actor was actually ty- typecast as a chode. I thought it was kind of cool how much power Edmure had. Who fucking knew? I did like that too. That you got some sort of revenge on the Blackfish in some ways. If I'm looking at it in the fucking sadistic kind of way. So uh, the Blackfish is dead. This is where Fre- uh, Jamie's like, bring the Blackfish to me. And he's not. He's dead. He's gone. I think he's in a fray cell. People can call me tinfoily all I want. I think. I think the Blackfish is in a fray cell somewhere." At this point, I don't think he actually died. I think they, they were able to capture him. Uh, Jamie says, uh, well, he died fighting. That's okay. Jamie seems a little upset as he looks out the window and waves goodbye to Brienne and sees her go bu- goodbye as they have sloth, sloth love chunk as they go back. <laughs> uh, we, 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 have, we have a sloth love chunk moment. So, <laughs> oh, my fucking Lord. So then we go to... Uh, <laughs> we go to number twenty Good. here. Good gang. Oh no, I'm sorry. What are you doing? This was a different one. The unsullied could mount a defense off the beachhead if the slavers. No more talking from you. You're no more. Give us this. I, th- I, th- I think that's uh, our, that's gonna be our new uh, new. Uh, no more talking from you. I gotta say, I, I don't. Th- okay, Tyrion's policy 
is not what made this happen. This was going to happen anyway. It takes a long time yeah, to get that many stolen. ships together and everything else. Um, so that's not Tyrion's fault. We know that Tyrion knows how to defend the city. We know Tyrion has tactics. We know Tyrion is a very, very smart man. So this is uh, Grey Worm jumping the gun a little bit by telling Tyrion to shut the fuck up. Then again, Grey Worm is a fucking general. Grey Worm has been trained for this his whole life. This is what Grey Worm knows. Mm -hmm. Kimberly so, said the, the your favorite words in the entire English language, Joe. Joe's, Joe, no, Joe's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kimberly. It's nice to hear that once. Yeah, Joe likes hearing that. You just, so ultimately, uh, Grey Worm and Masande are like, Tyrion, you got us drunk and now we're not having a good time. Fuck you, Tyrion. And Tyrion goes, I was wrong. I get it. I fucking get it. As we hear a bam on the roof of the place and there Did she you have any doubts yeah i mean i thought it was i mean i kind of i said that in the preview uh, people were saying when we see that moment in the preview i go oh that's probably drogan on the roof mm -hmm. danny back and then danny walks in one of the callers said it earlier she walks in with danny music the wind blowing through her ear oh, the wind God. is beneath her fucking yeah. wing wings and she's like with a pissed off look on her face like i am here to save the day like i am the goddess daenerys and fuck you no i'm sorry you know what you guys all know what i think i think daenerys is our villain so so our villain shows back up to do villainous things so then we go to <laughs> <laughs> we go off to our one of our one of our final scenes of the episode the hound what the fuck are you doing here meeting up Chasing with them? none other than beric dondarian and thoris of mir we talked a lot about this at the beginning and uh this is a funny scene but it's it gets kind of comical at a certain point where they're like joe i want to cut off the crow's head i'll trade you a leg for the side leg of the side butthole of the cutting off the crow's leg it got almost comical the way they were talking about i'll trade mm -hmm. you two dead souls for three dead Hi, dead feet. i kind of yeah. i kind of liked it no 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 i like you're not it. allowed to hack them yeah. up you can only hang them i know joe freaking clean, dude. let me be clear joe i liked it too it was just very comical it was yes, very it was, it was awesome. they're playing the hound in the in the brotherhood like those three have very excellent comic timing it was like remember when i killed you beric yeah i remember i'll kill you again beric motherfucker even, even the the nods to brienne and ari like you brought up you, earlier when he says ah uh, you better put that arrow down girl and i've been you know tougher girls than you have tried to kill me i liked that a lot i loved the line he, he put out there about the chickens again yeah, yeah. Like, when when these yeah. things happened all i could think was you phil i was like phil's loving that yeah, oh yeah. i tell you yeah. phil's loving it yeah. i love chicken oh my god i was this whole scene with the three of them phil's interacting this was my favorite scene of the episode <laughs> i just love seeing the three of them interact i was phil gasming all over the kitchen i was like oh fuck give me a tuna fish sandwich with this shit this is amazing uh yeah yeah it was, it was delicious very delicious stuff the so uh we also get hound cock in this scene which is very interesting yeah. yep there's your nudity uh yeah there's more nudity. Uh, ren renwood was asking about did we get any nudity there yep. was your nudity there we saw a little nudity. bit of, of hound cock wagging around cock. once or twice so and that's our scene with them very interesting stuff a lot of people will go to towards uh no lady stone this was confirmation of no lady stoneheart um and that we that for me i think that ultimately the hound and beric and thoris will all take that part as a, as mm -hmm. a whole they talk about the white walkers we mentioned that earlier as well too 
So it looks like that the Hound is going to be joining up with them and doing some killing with the Brotherhood Without Bander, Banner, Banders, Benders, the Brotherhood Without Benders. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to, I'm looking forward to seeing the three of them together. I knew Thor Samir was coming back, but I did not know the actor that was playing Beric was coming back. That was a huge surprise for me. Big surprise in the episode. Super excited to see him. And I feel like the episode was kind of, I, th this word gets overused sometimes, but trolling with the Lady Stoneheart stuff because a lot of Catelyn Stark gets talked about. We didn't talk about it earlier. We kind of yada yada that stuff, but yeah. But uh, but Jamie talks a lot about how he mm -hmm. respected Catelyn Stark to Edmure. Blackfish brings up her name too. Yep. So she gets talked about a lot. They're 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 not doing Stoneheart, I think, but they, I think they want to throw it in your face a little bit. It's yeah. a little bit of a fuck you. I I thought so too. And maybe maybe we get a reveal next week. Maybe she's just not standing there out in the crowd because of whatever reasons. Wait, but um, someone said, "Is Theon's joining the Brotherhood without boners?" Is that that confirmed? <laughs> confirmed theon joins the brother without performance confirmed so, so they, there there might be a, a reveal for that later but i really do think that we did kind of get trolled with that and they've yes. been mentioning the uh barrack and thoros all season they've been mm -hmm. mentioning these guys or at least i've been mentioning them all season because they mentioned them at least once we knew they were going to be yeah. we were going to be running into them because they wouldn't have set them up that much to bring them to get us talking about them like not just us but like at the water cooler or in the school hall and all that shit like who who they keep and who were that they were talking about so now everybody's familiar with who they were talking about and now everybody remembers who these guys exactly are mm -hmm. being introduced to us again however many seasons later great stuff joe bloody talker bloody talker did we talk about the mountain pulling a mortar combo fatality that is his fatality fatality he does the predators spine room head and spine removal is it possible that edmare took the spineless commander dude get that blackfish out or something like that all we got was lannisters telling jamie he's dead we do not know that the lannisters is just passing along this info Um, not the piss, where the piss went and the close-up of it. Foreskinning. No. It's a different, it's a different Joe. form of foreshadowing. Joe, Joe, Joe. That's, I agree with you. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, so then we get to our next scene, our final scene of the episode, and then we're going to get anyone that wants to get into the phone calls right now, 914-205-5689. After we finish this last scene, we're going to clear the decks of the phone lines, try to get as many of the comments as possible. Also, if you want to get your comments and questions in for our feedback show, which will be on Thursday, you can do that by either emailing me at I Got Issues Man, tweeting me, private messaging me, uh, jumping in the Discord group and throwing it in the in the feedback group, or calling 781-990-8509 and leaving your voicemail or text that number if you want to get your feedback in for the feedback show if we didn't cover any points that you guys wanted us to cover. So our last scene of the episode is we get our Terminator music. Dun, 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 dun. And it's Lady Crane waking up Arya, and she is uh, she's waking her up, and she's like, oh, blah, blah. We kind of already talked about a lot of this. Lady Crane ends up dead because the waif shows up, and she goes, if, she, if, you, if you didn't. This is where the waifs turns into kind of. Does the waif show up dressed or fit with the face of the wartcock kid? I didn't see that. I thought her just show up as the waif. I mean, I'd have to rewatch it. 
Um, and ultimately, in this situation, the waif gets all comic book villainy, where she's like, I wanted this person to torture, to torture her because she was supposed to die slowly, but you wouldn't let her die slowly, so I tortured well, this her. This is all your fault. So, <laughs> and now another face for the wall. <laughs> and Arya's like, okay, black, back, black. Back to plan A, run, and run straight to mm-hmm. Needle, which mm-hmm. is what I think she was trying to do the day she got stabbed yes. in the first place. She was just foolishly taken by surprise because she didn't realize that the faceless men could change the way they look at this point. Mm. Um, she mm-hmm. hadn't gotten to that point in her training yet, so she had no clue that was coming. Mm. So then we get, we get, uh, and I wrote in my notes, big capital letters here, <laughs> ninjas my ass, more like the Terminator, as she's just yeah. walking, walking. Free runners. Yeah, walking her, walking, kind of slowly doing Parkour, the. Cure, man. Yeah, I'm going to get you, Fast I'm going to get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fast walking. And Arya just keeps running, jumping off things, eventually getting to Needle. It all ends up, it's a very good action scene that ultimately ends up Thank to a too. point where they are leading up to, in a dark room, and Arya gets bleeding again. She's kind of leaving a trail of blood so the wave can follow. She gets Needle eventually. She grabs Needle in her hand, and the wave kind of steps to her, and... Then the scene cuts to black, and we don't know what happens. Then it goes. Well, she well she puts the sword up, shuts her eyes, and when she puts the sword down, she puts out the candle, and yeah, yeah. And then that's it. And then we get then we get a final scene that really surprises me and everyone when we fucking see like. In fairness, did anybody? Please don't be shy. I'm not gonna call you an idiot. I'm not gonna say anything bad about you. But did anyone was surprised to see the wave's face? That whole they they did it like a tension moment where it's like dun 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 dun. The music was. I'm keep doing the Terminator music. This wasn't the Terminator music. It was just like bum 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 bum. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's the wave that's dead. Did anybody <sighs> think that it was Arya's face that was gonna be up there? Anybody? Did I want to know? And again, I'm not gonna be. I'm just curious. Did anybody? for a moment think that that could have been Arya no the answer is no you didn't and if you did you're wrong no no sorry but no no one thought that ultimately it was no tension in that moment I think they wanted it to be tension but the tension came in the speech that came afterwards when when Arya gets in jucking Agar's face and is like listen bitch you fucked this up for me yes but here you are but here you are. You tried to have her kill me. And there she is. And there she is, dead. And you're, well, you're now, you're no one. You're no one. You made it. Graduated. No. No. No, come on, Arya. Like say, say the line, Arya. Finally, the girl is no one. No. Let's hear it. Pimp it out, Arya. Tell us. A girl is Arya Stark of Winterfell. Yes. yes. And I'm going home. Fuck yeah! Yes! 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 Woo! Woo! Motherfucker! I thought she was going west of Westeros. She was lying, Joe! She's going to fucking Westeros and it's on! Are you sure that's not the waif in Arya's face? Fuck you, Joe! It's on! I meant that in the loving fuck you, Joe. And that is our... On the wall and on the girl. Yep. She's that good. 
Someone says, what the fuck? Right, Joe? Right now, Joe. Stupid shit. How does that make her no one? Uh, train with Serio, train with the Hound, train with the Faceless Men. Arya is going to be the most dangerous woman in all of Westeros. Took us oh, two yeah. seasons, yeah. but she's going out. Nice ass, Phil, says Marty. People, what, Phil almost fell. Oh, I totally almost fell. I'm the clum. Ask Joe and Katie. I'm the clumsiest person. I'm like Charlie Brown, Goofy, and Gilligan all had a baby in a Petri dish and gave birth to me. I'm the clum. I I'm would say he was the clumsiest person if I didn't know this one. Katie's the crow's pretty clumsy too. She Fucking Grace it. over here. Yeah. Phil did the Snoopy. Phil just did the Snoopy dance. Fuck that. Okay, guys. So now let's get into it. We got some people on hold. Uh, if you want to call in right now, uh, 914-205-5689. We're gonna take our take our callers here and take a few more calls before we call it an evening. Then get into the chat. Uh, and here we go. Let's take our first call here. Or not our first call, but uh, area code eight one three. 813, you are on the air. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? I have a quick question. I'm calling I'm calling from Florida. Uh, my question is, do you guys think that Cersei is going to use wildfire to burn down uh, King's Landing? Great, call, great yep. question and great call for you, buddy. Yes, I think yep. that is where this is leading towards. I think that was what Kyburn was talking about. And I think Cersei at this point has... She's backed up against a wall. You do not want to back a lion up against a wall like that. She is going to do something fucking crazy, I yep. think. And I think that is... Yeah. Choose violence. She, uh, she chooses fucking violence. Here we go from Area Code Anonymous. Welcome. Well, what's going on, caller? Hello? Hey, what's up, caller? What's going on? Hey, not much, man. Hey, um, I have a quick question that uh, a thought and theory has been going through my mind. What if they're possibly leading up to a situation where Jamie Lannister ends up dying somehow, some way by somebody or something, and that was that's what pushes Cersei over the edge to destroy King's Landing mm. with the wildfire. Very interesting stuff. I think Jamie's the last person she has that she actually gives two fucks about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oh, Tom, Jamie gets out of this alive. Jamie and Tom and uh, Jamie and Tom and too. I th- I'm with you, Joe. Though I I tend to think that Jamie gets out of this alive too. I think Jamie's the last. I think no. Ja- I was gonna say Jamie's last Lannister alive, but I think Tyrion's last Lannister alive. Um, I think Jamie outlives Cersei. I think, so, I think so too. I think Cersei's the first of the three to die. So area code two five six. Welcome two five six. What's going on? Hey Phil, how's it going, man? Hey buddy, what's going on? How are you tonight? Man, I'm doing great, man. Um, excellent show again. I'm I'm kind of getting as as um you know um, looking forward to your show as as you know the recap as the actual show. Oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. But that. anyway. Yeah, man. Um, just a few observations. Um, you know, first of all, I want to say that maybe this episode should have been called Notorious Pillow Biters. I don't know. But um, and and the other thing is, you know, someone mentioned um, Vikings earlier. And I was thinking the on Game of Thrones, the, you know, the traveling troop of actors, that would be about what Game of Thrones would look like if it was done on the History Channel. 
Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I ended up. Oh, fuck. If anyone just uh, was on the line, I just uh, my computer did a fucking my computer did a nutty and went X, X, X. You know, when you push down and it like double clicks when you meant to single click. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that caller. And sorry about anybody else. If you want to call right back in, I'm sorry about that. That is uh, that is I'm a little buzzed, guys. It's at that point in the show. You're doing a lot over there. I'm multitasking, you know, and I'm a hippie and it's hard. It's hard to multitask. So let's take two more calls. He did it on purpose. He doesn't want to hear from any of you. He thinks all your points are ridiculous. Yeah, I I do. I do. I hate taking calls so fucking much. It's it's my least favorite thing to do in the world. So area code, (laughs) area code five zero ones. Welcome to the show, five zero one. Hi, Phil. Hi, everybody. Um, I was um, just wanted to comment on some uh, things you guys brought up earlier as far as Arya's storyline. Do it. Or not. Oh, no. No, I think I think uh, we got a connection issue. Area code 501, if you want to call right back in, we'll get right back to you. We had a little Please, bit of a yeah. little bit of a disconnection issue right there. Yeah, again, it's me. I, I didn't want to hear what that caller had to say. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Area code 805. I talked about that. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Area code 805. Hey, what's up, Phil? Hey, what's going on, dude? How's it going? Good, how are you? Um, I just wanted to ask. Well, I want to say something. The way Blackfish died off screen, like Stannis, just was annoying. I mean, I wanted him to at least see how he died, not like, oh, he's dead. Like, Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Died, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and I agree. Thank you for bringing up Stannis in that it, point. It, it was it's like another... in the books, he was he was depicted, and Jamie Lannister looked up to him, and I'm like. Okay, so he no one cares. He's brought another character, just cut all of them and say, "All right, peace, bye." <laughs> that annoyed me. It, mm-hmm. it just sounds really bad writing. It's like, no, no, sneaky, sneaky, bye, bye. <laughs> no, just death, bye. Okay, cool. Oh, we know he's dead. Okay, cool. <laughs> great stuff. Great, great stuff, call. Great stuff, call. Uh, people are like Phil. You're be- Phil's fucking evil. He's just hanging up on people. Some people's like Phil. Had too much milk of the poppy. Phil, lay off the sauce. Mm-hmm. Phil, keep up the sauce. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> great stuff in the chat. I love all you guys. Okay, Erico 501. We'll take 501 right away because uh, we got disconnected from them before. 501, sorry about that. What's going on? Yeah, that's okay. Sorry. Uh, it's probably on my end too. I don't know. But um, like I was saying earlier about um, what you guys said earlier about um, Arya's storyline as mm-hmm. far as her not knowing that they were after her. and uh, not knowing that anybody could be one of the faceless people. She, you remember she actually used one of the faces, so she knows how to use those faces. She got to use one before, um, and that's why they ended up punishing her. Uh, she went blind because she killed uh, a guy out of revenge. You know, as a faceless person, you're not supposed to have any type of emotion. And you're basically upset getting paid to just uh, just to kill off people. You know, mm-hmm. Doing it out of revenge or or out of or um, uh, saving people out of mercy and all that kind of stuff. Arya failed twice because the first time they um, she used the face for revenge for that. Um, I think he was some pedophile guy. Yeah, Marin Trent. Marin Trent. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know what his name was, but she killed she killed him out of revenge. You remember she said she stabbed his eyes and all that kind of stuff. So that's why he ended up blinding her. And the second thing I want to talk to you, uh, tell you guys about is. The reason why she fought, she was able to win against the Waif is because she had the advantage in the dark because she had that experience being blind. So she's finally able to, to kill her because, you know, all those scenes that they they showed previously when uh, the Waif was training her, how the Waif was always kicking her ass. So 
This no. time she had the advantage because she has the experience of being blind, and yeah. that's where the wave was at a disadvantage, and that's why she was able to kill her this time. No, good, good, good stuff there, and ultimately you're right. We got the conclusion that we would know because Arya, the last time they were in the dark and the last time Arya was blind, she actually beat the waif in that situation. So she was re recreating the events of the moment. I guess selfishly, I would have wanted to see the fight because I like watching yeah. Arya kill, as horrible as that sounds. I like watching her do her thing. So I wanted to see it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just maybe it's just selfish on my half, but I I, I definitely agree with your point. So let's let's take, we got a, a couple more people on hold uh, before we call it an evening here. Area code 404. For what's going on? Yeah, dude, what's up? It's sunny day again. Oh, hey, buddy, what's going on, Sunny Day? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I was gonna say, who do you guys think uh, is gonna be the key figures on the Bolton Sticks? Because remember, they said it would be two characters. Like, who do you guys think uh, mm. Ramsey is gonna put on his um, play, man? Good question, and I think one of them probably, I guess my initial instinct to think one of them would be Rickon, and the other one, I'm not sure who the other one would be, uh, possibly Ash, Ash's body maybe after the fact, but that, might, that might be a little stretching it. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see this. This next episode, just to, just to kind of piggyback on that, this next episode, the preview for this next episode, this was maybe my favorite scenes from next week point because they're just like it's gonna just be total action so i cannot wait to see all the things that we get in this next episode i'm more i'm very hyped in the same way again i mentioned these episodes before in the same way i was excited for watchers on the wall and i was excited for battle of the blackwater i'm really pumped i don't mind these slow episodes i enjoyed a lot of these last three episodes have been very interesting compared to the way the rest of the season has been. There's been elements of these last three episodes I've really, really fucking loved, and there's some elements I haven't loved so mm -hmm. much. That being said, I am ready. I don't need action all the fucking time, but I'm ready for a big battle Fuck. now. Oh, yeah. I'm Bring ready. It. They made me hungry for it now. I'm like, I'm I'm hot and ready and just stick it in Game of Thrones. And bothered. And bothered. I'm hot, bothered, and ready. So we got, I think, three more calls to take before we call it an evening. Ripping. Yep. Area just code. Fucking put the needle in already. Oh, the needle, Joe. Area code uh, 919. Welcome, 919. Hi. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the Bloody Talker. Um, hey, buddy. I'm hey. curious to... I'm curious in your thought of uh, House Royce right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Littlefinger's out of there. I don't think uh, John Royce is with him, I don't think. Do you think there's going to be any sort of civil conflict or political conflict in the veil between Littlefinger and House Royce? Very interesting. I wonder if Littlefinger... I just wonder what Littlefinger's plan endgame here is in this situation. Yeah. Right? I think there's going to be any conflict between them. I think anyone that doesn't submit to Littlefinger's will is going to run into conflict. I think ultimately once the more power he gets, the more dangerous of a man he becomes and the more mm -hmm. problems he's going to cause for other people. So I do think that. And I think they know Robin well enough to know to stay away. Exactly. Hashtag mm -hmm. Houndcock going on. We got two more calls. Area code 609. Then we're going to save Jay for last. Area code 609. What's going on? Hey, it's me again. I got cut off before about the um, whole thing with Tommen. The, the points I want to make real quick is there are three things I saw in the episode tonight that made me think that he's working with Cersei. The first one is that Jamie Lannister went on a long time about how much Cersei loves her children. The second one was 
that, and I had mentioned this before, how the last time Circe and Tommen were together, he said that I won't let you down again and teach me how to be king. The third thing was she chose violence before she knew the secret that came at the end. Mm -hmm. And if you noticed, if you noticed when she was walking towards the stairs as Tommen was walking out, you got the sense she was about to yell to him, like, son, why would you do this? (laughs) And she doesn't. So they are definitely in some kind of cahoots to turn this whole thing around on the seven. My opinion. I hope you're right, caller. I, I really so. do. I really yeah. do hope you're right, caller. I, I think you're giving them both a lot of credit. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, but, but I, I hope. You're right. I, yeah, I, I absolutely hope you're right. Oh, we got two more callers. Someone else just called in, but let's take let's take Jay's call first. Here is our buddy Jay. What's going on, my friend? Well, one, that last call, this is not what I called in for, but to that last comment on his point, he's way too high on giving Cersei credit. And to, uh, well, another thing is I, ha- I left a message earlier where it's like five different things, so don't stop the message first, and there's a question on there I would like you guys to answer. Cool. We'll also, to Joe's point about uh, Ed- Edmure is not the the uh, Lord of Riverrun, according to the king. Who's the king at this point? Because if you remember correctly, uh, the uh, the king in charge right now is not actually the king at all. He is not. He is not a Baratheon at all. He is Jamie and Cersei's kid. And actually, the, the high girl is kind of fucked if he puts Cersei on trial. And Cersei just cops to every single um, crime she committed because in those crimes it would be like, Tommen, you really have no claim on this throne. Why is anyone listening to you? We like they would all just like stop listening to Tommen at that point because Tommen is not the real king. Yeah. So technically, no one is following the king's orders. Great, great point right there about the uh, about the Cersei about the Tommen situation. That by putting himself in the situation, he may incriminate himself. I'm, I bet they'll stay away from the incest thing simply for that fact. That the High Sparrow thinks of Tommen as someone he can use and kind of tap into and manipulate. So he's not going to bring up the Jamie stuff. He's going to bring she's he's going to bring up the Cersei. I mean the the uh, Lancel stuff and some of the other rumors about her killing Robert Baratheon and all that sort of stuff. So here's our last call of the evening. Area code three one five. Finish us off tonight. Three one five. Hello. Um, I want to bring it back to Bravos for a second. Do it. I have a weird. I have a weird question. On what you guys think about this? I think that Jack and Hagar, he actually never wanted Arya to become no one. I feel like his whole plan was to let her become more of an Arya Stark because just looking over the past few seasons, he's brought out of her that she actually liked the Hound. He's brought out like a whether tied to her family. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I want to hear what you guys have to think about that. I think you might be on to something in the fact that I think he knows that Arya has a list. He understands what kind of person she is and that she's going to do mm-hmm. some killing. So he views her as a vessel for the many-faced god. That whether she's no one or not and whether she's in the whole bullshit of the dogmatic bullshit of the many-faced, of the face men shit, she serves their purpose because she's out there as a force of nature that's out there killing people and Mm -hmm. stopping people for her own will and i think jacqueline looks at her as just do what you do you do aria i don't care what you do you do what you do 
And ultimately, the waif wasn't a very good faceless man. If you really look at it, and Arya did check in a favor, and maybe he set yes. her up in this situation because she, because if you're a faceless man, you're supposed to kill without reason or like emotion and stuff like that. And obviously, the waif got off on doing certain things, and yeah. whether oh, she's yeah. afraid she or she did. yeah. So uh, very cool stuff here. Let's let's take a couple quick voicemails that we have here. Let's <laughs> listen to this voicemail from Chicago. Hey Phil, quick question. Uh, do you think in the Aria Waif fight it would have been cooler if they maybe just went to black with the screen when she cut the candle, and then you got to hear a little bit of the fight for just like yes. a few seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, I thought it might have been cool. Yeah, it, it, sure. it, it okay. would have it would have been cooler. I'm with, Later. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Definitely would have been cooler. Yep. That's kind of what I was expecting in the in, at first for a split second, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Yep. So let's take a couple more of these. Yeah, hey, uh, I had two questions. One, do you think there's a chance that uh, Blackfish is going to be, you know, spirited away, <laughs> and, you know, faking that whole thing? And the other thing is, is the zombie yes. mountain's head, the dwarf head that, you know, was brought I think so, but a couple people have suggested to me that the size of the helmet he's wearing doesn't really make sense to that fact. So uh, so I think I might be uh, up Shit's Creek with that one. And, and I think it's the dwarf's head, but I'm, I'm just off on that one. Here's one more from Chicago. Hey, Phil. There's only one question that I really, really, really want answered when it comes to Game of Thrones. Do I mean, it. I really got to know. Tell me. What happens? When you take a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel, what <laughs> happens? What the fuck happens? It's honey. It's honey nut delicious. Is what happens. It's fucking great. I'm gonna save SM's comment for a voicemail show. Here is a couple texts. We'll take quickly. Damn it, D and D get me excited about Lady Stone. That turns out to be three fucking assholes. Tommen is just gonna die like he lived a bitch. I like that one. The waif is awesome. A fucking trick. <gasps> fucking track star uh fucking great <laughs> stuff what do you guys think was the worst season five sand snake sent or tonight's episode full of mistakes why are we still theorizing that uh just gonna make up some bullshit or stomp our dreams do you think beric dardaria is actually important since he's been brought back five times do you think i i think beric does serve some purpose in the wars to come and uh and what is this worse than, no i think sand snake shit was the worst thing game of thrones has ever done uh just finished the episode oh, okay I'm absolutely with you there. I think sand snakes are definitely the worst stuff. So everybody, I think this is about time. We've got to thank everybody, everybody that joined oh. us tonight. Uh, Joe and Kate, do you have anything, anything else you want to mention for this episode that you didn't guys didn't get a chance to talk about? Goodness, no. I think we covered, we covered, covered it. it all. I think we covered it all. Yeah, I actually, I actually let you guys talk tonight, so I'm, I'm happy about it. So, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate everyone in the live motherfucking chat, everyone in the Discord yeah. group. You guys are awesome. Bloody Talker, Amy, yeah. fucking uh, all the people that are in the Discord group, right? Critch, fucking love you, Critch. Thank you for all the support. Everyone. Huge support to... Michael T. Michael T's been making some amazing donations on PayPal. Thank you so much, Michael T. Awesome. I cannot say enough thanks to you Mr. for helping me, helping me out and all of our Patreons as well. Huge thanks to everyone that's been taking care of us. It means more than we can let you know. Everybody, thank you so much. If you haven't already, like this video, subscribe to this video. Everybody in the live motherfucking chat, you guys are awesome. Thank we will you. we will be on on Thursday for a feedback show at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Joe and I will be on, so make sure you join us if you have any voicemail or text questions. Excuse me, questions. You can reach me on any of your places you want to reach me, or excuse me, 
Leave your voicemail and text at 781-990-8509. That's how you can reach us. But huge thanks to Abby, Arrow, Amy, Angel, Apulia, Autumn, Bill, Browncoat, Cheese, uh, Christopher, Claw, Cougar, Chris, Crystal, Dave, Dave, Dean, Walking David, uh, Derek, Derek, fucking Elias, Facial, Geek, Helen, Immaculate Knowledge, JC, motherfucking Riley, Jesus, John, Justin, uh, Kendrick, Key, uh, Kimberly, King, Critch, Last Heaven, Linda, uh, Malov, Marty, Michael, Mike Jones, Pete's Live Music, Renbury, Rev, uh, RZ something, Sam, Santovia Major, Seb, SM Down, J, Love Your Shit, Spark, ZZZ, Sunny Day Factory, Love Your Buddy, The Finn, Madcaps are left, the effervescing elephant out there, the odd, Tom, William, Ren Renwood, Zach, if I missed you, I'm so fucking sorry, everybody in our fucking live Discord group, you guys are fucking amazing, everybody, we're going to finish things off tonight with our good man, Petey's Live Music, added another song for us, or the same song, but another little remix, this is from Popular Demand, our next remix, this is from Braun. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at I Got Issues Man. Follow Joe at Dirty Locks. Find Katie on Google Plus at Cat Crow. Add us on Facebook. Check out the Google Plus group, Friends of Phil. Check out the Discord group. You can find all that shit in the description box below. All of that crap. So, everyone, have a good night. We will talk to you all next time. We love you guys so much. We cannot say enough. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Love. And here we have Bron, son of. You wouldn't know him. You're an up-jumped cutthroat. Aye. Up-jumped. Nothing more. You're an up-jumped cutthroat. Now I'm a knight. Up-jumped. You're no knight. Sabron of the Blackwater. Killed the right people, I suppose. That's exactly who I am. My lord. I'm not your toady, and I'm not your friend. I'm not your toady. Now I'm a knight. Fair enough. Here we have Brock. You need a woman. Here we have Bron. Nothing like a woman after a fight. You're an up, jumped, cutthroat. Up, jumped. Softer than virgin's fire. Up, jumped, cutthroat. Aye. Up. And you're a grub. And fancy armor. I'm just an up, jumped, sell sword. Fair enough. You're an annoyance of night. No, I'm a knight. You fight pretty good for a little girl. Here we have Bron. Aye. I'm your friend. I've had an exciting life. I want my death to be boring. Hearing. They say it's impregnable. Give me ten good men and some climbing spikes. I'll impregnate the bitch. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>